Jack, you gave me a Christmas gift this morning, right? I had kind of a rough outline of what we we're gonna do. It just, just. Oh, by the way, what do, do I look cozy to you? You do. do you I got a new festive? chair? No, no, same old shit chair. Not gonna buy a new chair until I get to the new house. I like to suffer. I like to make myself suffer so I don't become too accustomed to uh, comfort. You know that mm-hmm. way. Like when I hop in a. Well, I had this happen to me. I had my 2008 Kia Rio for the longest time. Yeah, the older and, car. Yeah, the old one, yeah. But then I bought a 2015 car um, that, what's well, 2015. And and even though it was in a rollover accident and I got it for uh, like at, on a salvage yard, mm-hmm. it still has all, even in the that seven years time, there was a lot of improvements made. And uh, in addition to like a USB plug-in and electric locks and all that, it has a very comfortable chair. And mm-hmm. so I didn't notice it because when you go, when you upgrade your, your body just, Oh, it, it accepts it. But then when you go back, so I, I drove around in the Southern command in my Ford, the 2015 card, a car, mm-hmm. then I got into my Kia Rio. I'm like, Oh, this is a very crappy. So I never want to get too used to like, it's like, once you're like, Oh, Jack Daniels, the first time you have it, this is the drink of the gods. It's like, stay there. Stay there. Don't try anything better. Don't go bullet bourbon. Don't just be happy with your Jack Daniels. Ever have Blue Label? Johnny Walker Blue Label? No, because I don't. Well, one, I wouldn't spend disappointment. that much money. Total okay. disappointment. And right. Way too right. expensive. Just go for double black. You'll be fine. Yeah. I, I So I kind of eschew Johnny Walker. I've never been impressed with Johnny Walker. And if I'm going to do scotches, I do the very peaty Laphroaig or Lagouvelin. Um, Lagavulin. Whatever, how the fucking Irish or whoever, well, however they spell it, for God's sake, even I can't pronounce that stuff. All those people in the British Isles, the Irish included, they add g and gh and and vowels. It's like unnecessarily, completely unnecessarily. Schäfeninger. Anyway, so, um, no, I don't have a new chair. I'm festive because uh, I've caught up with all my work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the holidays are coming. I got to tell you about my night last night. But last night, I went to the best Christmas light display I have ever been to in Wisconsin. I was shocked because a female friend of mine had asked, like, oh, do you guys want to come out? I'm like, yeah, I need to get out. Let's let's mm-hmm. go to Wisconsin. Um, and Wisconsin has this reputation of being like the retarded neighbors of our of, of Minnesota. But that goes with every state. And I'm sure you guys think the Belgians are dumb and retarded or something like that. No, we think it of our own provinces. Like, right. The Netherlands has 12 provinces and all, all of them can shoot each other. <laughs> like where Amsterdam is. So that's yeah. the uh, province of North Holland. North Holland, right. Yeah. So that's where Amsterdam is. That's our California. That's your California. All right. Oh, my God. Yes. Liberal shithole. Oh. Absolutely. Is Germany your southern province or what? No, that's uh, that's the east. That's, that's the east. east. Yeah. I got to look at the maps. If you guys were Americans and like Western Americans and drew your state lines and straight lines like we did with Colorado and Wyoming and Utah, then I could figure it out. But you all got rivers and yeah, nobody likes each other and wars for a hundred years. Right, right. So uh, anyway, I'm not I just all all good things. I enjoyed the Christmas light display yesterday, but I got my hat, all my work cut up, and look at what I got here. Look at that. <laughs> what a beautiful fella. 
Oh, some for some reason, Jack, the coffee tastes better in this mug. I don't know why. I don't it, know it's why. because of the face on it. It's just it makes you happy. That's good butt hurt coffee right there. That's <laughs> I never was butt hurt about that. No, I know, I know, but uh when TJ put together that meme, the truth, I think we all <laughs> fell over laughing. Like, oh, that's where TJ hides his talent. Like, he just comes <laughs> up with some zing. Um, yeah, he's, a, he's a good edgelord. He really is. He is. Yeah. No, you don't want to piss off TJ. But. So that's why I'm happy. And then you sent me this. I got to lead with this. Um, The Journo exposing themselves tweet. Oh, that one. Yes. Did you look into this woman? No, I didn't. I just saw the images and I was like, well, liberals, shit women are doing liberal shit women stuff. It's, I always want to show that this is not shtick. This is not a joke, guys. It really is happening. What you are witnessing with your eyes and experiencing, this is true. Um, and uh, you, not, not, not you, um, TJ and Chad, though other people have made this, maybe you've made this point in the past, but there is such a tidal wave of washed up, barren spinsters coming up in these future generations it's not and this is just more of the of the more of the proof uh so i mean to give explanation to the audience so jack tweeted me out here and uh the twitter account is journalists posing their own ls and this guy's got sixty-two thousand followers and so here it is um he retweeted this gal he took a screenshot of this gal shiny silver of her different, um, like if you go to Refinery29, which, by the way, if you're writing for Refinery29 and Medium.com, you're a fucking loser, okay? You're not a journalist. Or you might be a hobbyist, but say you're a hobbyist, you're not a journalist. So the titles, and it's it's just this typical, have you noticed this art where the women's heads are very small? It's feminist art. The women's heads are very small. They got huge bodies. Yeah. It's all, yeah, so that, this this is what she's got up on her thing. But here are the titles. Why single women don't have to be nice about being single. Uh, Moving is the hardest thing I've done while single. Uh, uh, How I deal with jealousy as a single woman. And then the next one is, then coronavirus came and now I just want a fucking husband. Now, we we can laugh at it, but let me ask you this, Jack. What, if you were to click on her profile and her image, what do you see? Probably middle-aged, ugly haircut, dyed hair, overweight, under, under-exercised, something-something, Karen, yep. kind-ish. It's worse. You What's click worse on than it. that? Well, well, it's not worse. It's, it's more tragic. That's, that's more accurate way to describe it. It's more tragic. So if you click on Shawnee Silver, ShawneeSilver.com, by the way, and you go to about Shani. Uh, this is a woman who is in shape, but she's 38. This is a post-wall woman. And you look at her like you are were. I mean, for a 38-year-old woman, she's attractive. Okay. But you were hot. Or maybe, maybe you didn't, you maybe you did something stupid with your hair or whatever, but deep down inside, there was a very hot, attractive woman. And she decided to go and replace men and love and children and family with her fucking worthless journo degree. And now she's 30 fucking eight. She's washed up. She writes for these fucking platforms that aren't real. 
refinery and medium. Wow, Jack, are you sitting down, man? Are you sitting down? Holding on to my desk. Come do you know at me. What, do you know what she primarily writes about? Relationships. Herself. That's what <laughs> it is. It's herself. It's her fucking self. Solid ja- as a man. It's a real Jack, thing. Jack, do you think there's any limit to 30-plus-year-old women with journalism degrees that write about themselves on no-name blogging platforms? No, man. No. It's a tidal so, wave. So she she pisses into the the sea of piss with all the other women and some guys too. And so now her piss is no longer distinguishable. It's all commoditized. No one reads her shit. Okay, Jack, you get a degree in journalism and you get yourself a professionally made website and you're serious and you're a feminist and you're a strong, independent woman. How many Twitter followers do you think she's got? If I didn't know any better, so, okay. If I didn't know any better and I thought journalism was a real thing and they are accredited people, I'd think about 8,000. You go you go that low? Yeah. Really? Maybe oh. because I know better. Maybe I'm still biased. But <laughs> well, mainstream media, okay, man, uh, 24,000. There you go. Right. You, you'd think here, here's more than me. Yeah. More than you, right? Uh, more than the guy who's making fun of journalist majors. Oh, my God. How many? she got like 6,000. Now, Okay, okay. That's, that's 1,200 more than I have. So, Jack, you're a fucking Lego putting together moron in oh, Holland who works for the government. You don't even try at journalism. You just say, hey, what's going on, Dick Nuts? You and Rob put together a, a really good show, which, by the way, I enjoy the, the rapport you and Rob have. Let me tell you something, Jack. I'm the old <laughs> man who sounds constipated. And I, yes, but Rob, it's hippity boppity boppity boo with my fancy British day. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's wonderful. You two guys with your stupid ass shtick come in and it's like, oh, I can, uh, and here's someone who dedicated not just four years of her life, but her all her youth, all of her fucking youth to this fucking career, and she has about the same amount of subscribers as you do, Jack. I know. And this, uh, the weird thing is, I don't even take myself that seriously, and the <laughs> right? whole great evening stick, nothing is planned out. It really oh. is. I get up Saturday morning, 5.30 a.m. I put on the laptop around 5.55. I send Rob the link, press record. Have you been, Rob? <laughs> we just share stories. Let me tell you something. You know, if you ever, if Rob's ever not available... I'll go get a big bushy beard and I'll I'll play your Rob. Okay, this yeah. uh, this Friday because well, he's no, not the, no, Christmas. no, because this is all screwed up with Christmas and everything. I got to deal with Lucifer and Geronimo and driving to Wisconsin and things oh, like that. So that's a good thing. But have I, you given them the ice cream shop yet? No, I haven't. Uh, let me. I'll explain to you my strategy. You wait until it's all done. And then you buy things on discount. This is what's great about having divorced parents and grandparents and everything else is these kids have got to be moved around like the chess pieces that they are in their grandparents and parents' lives because the grandparents get divorced. And, oh, you got to go to Nana's. Then you have to go to second Nana's with with new Papa. And then you have to go. In other words, I'm not going to see him on Christmas. So do I have to pay full price for the ice cream Lego thing? No. No. I pay on the 26th. I get it for 55% off. Right, smart move. Smart move. Anyway, getting back to this this Shani Silver gal, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. We didn't get 
a choice as to when we were born. Uh, we didn't get a, a choice or control or have a say as to what indoctrination and brainwashing has gone into the number one most important thing in men's lives, and that would be women and women the same thing into the men. And while I know a lot of you guys are all upset and you're angry, da, 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 the number one blessing, the number one joy, I guess, to have, you know, it's not what you wanted and I wish it was something different, but it's not, is going to be watching this train wreck happen in slow motion. And it is not the train is way down there and the bridge that is out is way over there. The train is going off the bridge as we speak right now. And gentlemen, given, frankly, the big finger, most, not all, but most of society and women have given men and feminism all that. You just wave. Because these dumb shits on this train are all giving you guys the finger and giving hardworking people and traditional women and good-looking people. Anyone who deserves or, or prefers to pursue, pursue excellence or love or other people, they know everything. And, and they're giving you the finger as they're going off this train. And you just wave to the shiny silvers like, bye, have fun, and you just watch them. But it's hard. It really is hard. I was watching, just what, 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 what do you mean? Is it, is it hard to watch Shani Silver? Like oh slow, no, her, no okay, absolutely okay. not, absolutely not. But I was just talking to Watson about this because we had a couple of matches today and a lot of numbers and things like that. And you get girls who flake and things like that. And then all of a sudden they come back and they still have this attitude. They still have this attitude. But our patience is gone. It's just and you're young. You and Watson are young guys. Yeah, and I know the whole we're not going to have sex thing. That's a shit test. I know that. But after already flaking. And then all, and then again, giving an attitude. I'm just not in the mood for that. I'm not in the mood for your attitude and snappy remarks. No, you're not going to let me jump through a hoop after you've already canceled or whatever. And this is why I didn't. And let me finish on this. No, one. no, no. Go ahead. Sir. This is why I didn't like the book of numbers because I want to believe it's me. I want to believe I can improve more. But then. Shit like this happens, and then it dawns on me. Jack, maybe it's not you. Then you're, just, I find, you're just coming to this epiphany now? Well, I want to believe it's me. I want oh, to believe I can Jack. do Jack. Oh, look how cute he is. Oh, idealistic. I don't like shit. pointing fingers to somebody else. I just don't. It's not in me. It was the biggest hurdle I had to come up with long ago. Before the interwebs, by the way. Uh, figuring this out through analog, that sometimes it's not the individual. Sometimes there's something wrong with society. Uh, of all people, your history, the tulip bubble, hello? I mean, there, there's an example of society being wrong and the individual being right. Uh, but yes, I, 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 you may not like the conclusion, but that it doesn't have the numbers. You read through the numbers. I you know. know. And, I mean, I know how I look and things like that. I work out uh, six feet tall, 5'11", I don't know, one mm -hmm. meter and 80 centimeters, whatever that is. Uh, I don't know anymore. It's like, <laughs> what, it's, what more can I do? Even with approaching whatever, which is now impossible because the Netherlands is on total lockdown again. Well, those things aside, academically going forward, uh, the conclusion I have come to, and um, oh, by the way, Rich Cooper's book here, Unplugged Alpha, which I actually it. I read through it, makes a good uh, 
compendium or, or associated reading uh, with the book of numbers. I'm not just saying that to plug, but I was reading it. It's good. I was like, wow, damn, Rich did a good job with that. But both books in their own different paths come to the same conclusion or, or destination point. And that is, look, if you're going to want to get the girls, we've gone through all this uh, academic research and study over the past 20 years. Um, here's what we do and do not know. But you always have, in the end, you have to do the work. And where I've, where I've come to, the wife came to this conclusion long ago, but I mathematically have proven it in, in my most recent work and in, in the point that you're at is it is like, it's not worth it. And I don't mean this, whoa, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. I'm not, I'm not saying a defeatist thing. I'm saying as an economist, I could also be I'm old. I don't have as much testosterone and I don't have that much time, but I wasted enough time chasing tail that once again, if me and the GF were to ever separate and go our own ways, I'm not going back. I'm not wasting my time. And it only seems to have gotten worse based on field reports, like from you and Chad and Myron Gaines and all these other guys, where it's like, oh, fuck no. No, and it has nothing to do with, I'm going to show those women. It's like, no, I, I have 20, 25 years left of life. I'm having fun. I am not lessening my life with this. And it's gotten worse. The stand-ups, the flake rates and all this. And the, it's like, fuck no. And I'm not saying this for edginess. I'm not saying this. I know. Oh, look at the statement. I, well, you don't even know what I'm going to say. What's the only way going forward sans the GF? Like she leaves, whatever, gets hit by a truck, whatever. All right. What's the, probably the only way I'm interacting with women in the future? Only romantic. No. Well, I mean, yes, you're going to have to. What will be the nature of the relationship between me and any women going oh, forward? Oh, transactional. It's going to be transactional. Has it been any different? I, I want to say no. <laughs> in, in all honesty, like you're going to pay gas, time, like food, coffee, whatever. Although the coffee hack works, but one way or another, you're going to pay. The question you have to ask yourself, is this payment worth it? Now, some girls, I like to put time in. I really mm -hmm. do. But, like, the majority of them, I'm not spending a dime. Like, right. It, it's not only – it's like ask a Vietnam vet if he wants to go back to Vietnam. No, I didn't have fun. Sure, there were some fun times in Vietnam. Sure, but I didn't like getting shot at or sleeping in tents or shitting in the jungle. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so now it's and it's even worse than this, Jack, because, you know, you all think I'm this pissed off, grumpy, cynical, angry. And it's like, no, I'm just an economist. I'm just real. For the vast majority of relationships, it has always been transactional. All I'm doing, I'm not, I'm not even changing the transaction. All I'm doing is changing the currency, where instead of bartering with a fucking ring and a fucking house and fucking dinners and fucking drinks, I'm just, here's cash. And magically, even though it is exactly economically the same, a transfer of resources, when I do cash, two things happen. One, in some places it becomes illegal. Well, I guess three things happen. Two, now, oh, you can't get it without paying for it. I look at the guy who's paying alimony support payment like, oh, yeah, because you got it for free. Mm -hmm. But uh, then three, you know what paying women cash does? And I haven't gotten a prostitute yet. Don't, don't rule it out. But when I've seen men who have an escort, uh, predominantly in Vegas, do you know what paying cash does to women? It makes them nice. It makes them nice. 
and responsible. They show up on time and they're nice. And I'm and that was the biggest shock to me where I'm like, holy shit. Like it's it, and I don't care how amoral we've removed romance or the human factor from this. You look at it in cold economic eyes. All you motherfuckers are paying for it. And if you go through the horse and pony show of bartering and buying trinkets and doodads and all that other crap, your time, your money. And then if you get married and divorce, I've done the numbers in the book of numbers. You're paying way more for an inferior product with Mm -hmm. way more headache and hassle. That was the shocking fact in Rich's book where it's like, uh, like 50% of uh, marriages fall apart. But then you take a statistical measurement of people in the remaining marriages who are happy. Right. Oh, oh, like I knew it was bad, but mm-hmm. like having the actual number there is like, oh, I knew it. Well, I knew it. Well, another thing I like to it now, his is not numerically intense, but the handful of statistics he came up with, almost exactly the same ones I came up with with different methods. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I came up with like a 14.25% rate of uh, marital happiness. He came up with 13. I'm like, holy shit. Like one in eight, one in seven. Uh, and yeah. And that, oh, so you're, so you have a one in eight chance. No, one in a 16th. No, one in eight chance. So that's right. Cause half divorce and very few people happily married. And for the cost of putting your entire life assets at risk, not to mention the slight, I don't know, do men pay a mental toll maybe when they go through divorce? Maybe. Well, well my, my dad has never been the same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've, I've seen men get, guys, wake the fuck up. I mean, go pay for it. Honest to God, just go pay for it. Don't mm. even, and I would even make the argument, just, just try it out here if it's legal. I know you're all young men. Just try quote my way once. Go get a girl through the interwebs and the dating and the swiping rights. And then you go charm her or court her for a date or two. Or you play some runs of game at a nightclub. Whatever. Go do it that way. Then do it my way. Here's 300 or 400 bucks, uh, Bambi, over in uh, uh, not Clark County of Nevada. And then bam, and then see if that's that's not better. See which one was more enjoyable. You know what my problem is with the whole courting stuff? It's I've costly. Been the, no, no, no. I've been the guy on... I've been the other guy too often. Like, I've been the guy who she gets a match with at, like, 10 p.m. at night. You go up, and within five minutes, you have your dick in her mouth. Mm-hmm. Consensually. Mm-hmm. I have had that too many times for a girl to... Like convincingly tell me she wants to be courted. I'm like, no, I know, I know how you, I know how you girls work. I know how this goes. I'm just not the guy today. Today you want me to be the guy who courts you, but no, I know what you did last night or whatever last week. Your book. I know what you did last. Yeah, you should do a book. I know what you did last night. That'd be that'd be good. I could actually do that. Yeah. Like my perception of the dating market right now. Like, right. yes, I know what you did. Seriously, this was funny. This really was funny. Uh, so Watson had a date. He had a one-night stand. And uh, I happened to have <laughs> her as a match as well. And we were going back and forth. And Watson knew this. I'm like, okay, what's this? 
And she goes like, oh, I don't, um, I don't meet guys that quick. And then I send her a screenshot of the conversation I have with him. I'm like, hey, he says hi, by the way. And she's like, I don't know him. A block. Like, fuck off. Like, that's how I know. And that's well, why me- I'm not courting he, anymore things like that he like might no. even hang on i got so many damn books here uh he he wrote it brilliantly um rhinestone the fuck fuck now a, a lot of this is just a, a documentation of his trial and error and drawing uh lessons from each experiment essentially that he had but but i think the crown jewel at least in my mind was when he said the only thing women want more than to have sex with guys they want to fuck is what? Did you ever read this book? Yeah, I did read it. God, All right. What was, what, was, what was, what should be the main poll? If you were to write a book report on this book, Jack, what should be the main conclusion? It's that they don't want other girls to know. Something like that, right? right? Yeah. Oh, and, and simplifying it to, to translating it into English is they want to have their cake and eat it too. That is the that is what they want more than the sex or the throbbing itself is to to have that. But then, oh, not only have the reputation and lie, but in their own fucking minds, think they're this pure virginal. Fuck here, here, fuck all of you. Done. It's exposed. We now we no know. man's going to listen. We, we know the cat's out of the bag. Yeah, that, now, again, that's the only problem I have these days. It's like, no, I'm not falling for this. You're not going to make me jump through the hoop. It's not going to happen. And, it's done. And it's to bring, out of the back. And to bring it full circle, here's this this Shani Silver. Have you looked her up? No, I just saw the Look, screenshot. You got every. You got. You got to see her face. It's so sad. It, it's hang on. Um, go to Sh- Shani Silver. Hang on. Uh, I, I think I got spell it right. Hang on. Can Ooh. I put it in? Yeah, the brunette, the Uma Thurman haircut of Pulp I'm Fiction. Not, I'm not against that. No, but they all have that. Okay, let's be fair. Let's not have our bias bias things. Oh, I know. Look at her. This is a 38 year old woman. Is she in shape? Assuming she didn't Photoshop shit. She looks good for her age. She looks good for her age. Could you imagine her at 25? <laughs> right now, imagine nice. instead of a Full dose of grade A Kuantaha feminist shoved up her ass. What if she was, I'm not asking her to be June Cleaver. What if she was just the fun girl, you know, and maybe majored in accounting and, and didn't view everything through her own lens and what it's like to be a single. And here she could have, she could have had a better life. And now, now she is doomed to writing all these Woe is me, single woman in New York City. I wish I had a husband. It comes around. Even they can't hide it anymore. I have this great academic debate in my mind where it's like, well, as men, you guys are going to go chase after Doug girls. Do you engage in them based on what they deep down inside really, really want? Or do you engage in them and what they put forth in the real world? And I have to keep concluding, you can't engage with them based on what they cry themselves to sleep and at the age of fucking 40, finally confess to what they want. It's too fucking late because why? Guys don't want to fuck you anymore. Exactly. And, and you need sex. You need physical attraction. Otherwise, there ain't no love. It's just called friends. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I know. And so it, you are forced 
to interact with these girls based on what they put forth into the real world, which is flaking. Oh, I'm not that type of girl. Meanwhile, Watson, you got a picture of him banging her like this, you know, or whatever. <laughs> in the Eiffel Tower with your other buddy, Frank. I mean, it's and, – and so, guys, you, you can't – do you want to play the mind games? Oh, does Shawnee Silver really want me to take the masculine league? Probably. But why fucking go through that bullshit? Go find, you know, Amy Gold and pay her 250 bucks, and she'll just go on a nice date with you and probably mm-hmm. suck your dick as well, I mean, and then it goes away. Yeah, but that's kind of the problem. Like, I've had success. And I told mm-hmm. Troy, I told, I told Troy the same thing. Like, those rare moments of success. Do make it worth, but but the ROI is bad, and I don't know how long I can keep this up. I mean, I'm 30, I'm still young, things like that. Mm. But well, I have to say, it is it is getting bad out there. Maybe I'm just having a bad streak. Like, no, you, you're, I mean, you're, you're getting old, Jack. You're getting older. I'm just 30. I'm not old yet. You're old. I, I know, but you're not 18 anymore either. And you've oh, had sex. You know, it's it's not new to you. You know, we had our conversation about 30 by 30, both of which you and I achieved. And what's 31 going to do to you? What's 32? You know, and and after, it's not like you're going to Disneyland for the first time every time. It's like, here's another girl. I hope she's no. different. Oh, she's not. Okay. Run script. Uh, oh, my. Play game. <laughs> Insert. And, and does she respond? Oh, boot her out. Oh, hey, she's sucking my dick. I mean, and yeah, that's going to get tiring. That's going to get tiring. Mm. So, I mean, uh, 32, I kicked out because I had a new Lego set. Right. I'm not 32 kidding. is probably going to come back. It, no, no, no. 32 is not going to come back anymore. No, no she was like, no. oh, you were very selfish. I'm like, I know. That was that was the intent. Okay. <laughs> Leave me alone. I, no, it it's... And as you guys get older, you know, you're going to, because God, I know a lot of guys my age who are divorced now, a little bit older. I mean, they're like, nope, no, never again. Like, okay, you could come over, but like, like, you're out. Nope, this is not, we are not a thing. We're not boyfriend, girlfriend. I will never marry. Vince is like that over at Masculine Geek. Like, we're never getting married. You're never living with me. Like every girl, right? And and I think even go so far as to say, I'm dating you because I want to fuck you, right? Your education is very impressive icing on the cake, but I did not ask you out because of your fucking master's degree. I asked you out because you got a nice set of mams, you got some nice set of legs, you got a nice set of tits. And it, what did it, you once tell me? What did you once tell a young Peter Parker? That you really ought to worship, you know, the great Saint Aaron Clare. I don't know. What did I tell you? Did I tell you something? They smart? know what we want. They <laughs> know you are slamming the table. They know damn well. What men want from them, mm-hmm. they know. They, they know. know. And I've become a little, how do I say, more direct with it. Like, mm-hmm. no, I don't care about your degree. I don't care about your philosophy or your star science or whatever. You've got big tits <laughs> and a small waist. Maybe some smaller tits, but at least you've got a small waist. And I want to put my dick in you. That's the only reason I'm talking to you. Nothing else. Maybe after I'm done, then the serotonin kicks in, and you know what, testosterone. Or you got to listen to them. Maybe then, maybe <laughs> small chance. Maybe. They, Other than that, no. I just want to. I just want to put it inside you and done. Right, and and that's. It sounds worry. rough, but it, but you're saving time and you're yeah. saving yourself headache. And don't worry, boys, you'll get there. 
you'll get there and you'll be <laughs> you'll like, get to uh, our you'll be like oh yeah this is not and i it I thought like 35, it's not that I knew everything, but I was a mature, fully grown man. And I kind of had the way, but man, as you get older, you start to see some things. And then, you know, you're just like, oh, now I like, you finally start to understand why the old men said those things. Like your dad said this, or your grandpa said that, and you're like, and they would pat their wife. Oh, you're such a night. There's such little precious children. You're like, I get it now. I get it. Does it change anything? But you get it. You understand. Like I don't want to I don't even want them to sleep over anymore. Like that's why 32, that's why I started being selfish because she wanted to sleep over and she's like, Oh, you better have some breakfast for me. I'm like, bitch, what? <laughs> Excuse you? You wanted to stay over, not me. So you're gonna buy your own breakfast because the grocery store is right around the corner. Not my people, not my problem. Anyway, so there you guys go. Uh, I, I would say everybody take the Shanius, S-H-A-N-I silver.com and, and slash about. And I, it's so sad because you looked, you saw potential uh, at this gal and she just wasted her life. I'm, I'm sorry, Shani, you wasted your life. <clears throat> you lied to yourself. Scarlett Johansson, how she looks now. She, I thought she looked great. She looked looked great uh, i don't know now but a couple of years ago she cut off her hair and things like that well didn't she have to do that for acting no no i mean she pff, horrible. i don't know i'm looking at the picture she looks all right to me jack yeah right now <clears throat> well, what's gonna see. happen what's gonna happen i don't know she looks fine to me uh no she doesn't i'm sure I'm all sure. right well you must have a different picture i, I still would bang she, I'm, I've never been that big of a... Oh, wow. She actually looks good in 2020. My God. I, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Oh, my God. Yeah. Though right, in Iron down, Man 2... Hey, 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 hey. Millennial hey. boy. She's Gen X. You keep your paws off of her. All right? <laughs> Fight Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Scarlett Johansson. Those are our gals. And any hot chicks, all two of them, you might have in your generation, us Gen X men are taking them anyway. Right? So you just... Yeah, that's too... You, you go chase after the jet. Are there any hot Gen Z chicks or is it because media has become so universal? There's no like, you know, there's no. Well, there is hope. Welsh. There, there is hope. Maybe. Like, so and the millennials, so Gen Z. Yeah, I think the generation after me. So the girls who are like, when they're 20, I'm 35, let's right. say. Right. There is hope because the guys in that generation are an absolute mess. And girls tend no, to no, date I'm older. Not, I'm not, no, I, I know that. I'm, I'm asking, are there any? Because, I'm hoping for it. Well, okay, listen to the question. Are there any female celebrities that are in their 20s today that stand out as much as, say, Heidi Klum or Sophia Loren or Grace Kelly back in the day? I'm trying to think of something more modern. Or Megan Fox, I think, is probably the youngest I can come up with right now. Mm -hmm. Or has media become so universal that there's not like the movies? You know, Scarlett Johansson would, would be considered. But usually there's a couple in the pipe. You know what I'm saying? Like, here comes the newest, hottest, greatest thing we're going to tell you men to salivate over. And I don't watch, I don't read the, the People magazine or the Us magazine or the tabloids, but is, is there some up and coming like, oh man, she's hot. Is that, is that even a thing now? Not that I know of. Like even in Avengers, they went for older, they went for older actresses. So yeah. Oh, well. 
Uh, Even for the some- Bond girls. Yeah, let's get to the super chats here. Troy Costalecki. Good morning, Captain in the Dutchman. Well, good morning, Troy. Morning. Troy runs a child slave labor camp. Oh, cool. Uh, was. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make a living. Hey, his kids, they they made me jam one time. And he sent me a picture of his kid making a little two-year-old poop just sitting there on the on the counter. His his wife made the jam. And I think maybe the kid even had like the the wood spoon. And he just kind of sitting there, you know, he and, and I'm like maybe he got one or two stirs in. So I like to think that my jam is made by child slave labor. Oh. So he he sends me occasional picture of the child slave labor that he makes enjoys. you sleep at night. Like a yeah, a little like night. yeah, free labor. Got a little mm-hmm. slave out there, like literally a little slave out there somewhere. Um, so, uh, Adriano Ramis, our Greek Australian agent in the field, I believe, for two Australian dollars. Jack, tell the story of calling a chick deer. Oh, I, I think- gotta hang on. Do you know this story? Yeah. Okay, I drank a lot of coffee out of it. Let me get back. Hold on to that. I'll be back after I pee. I'm gonna have to tell you a story about kid. Okay, so we'll be back. Oh dear, oh dear. I'm gonna keep the uh, the troops entertained. Young and ten, and young and lovely, the girl from Ebony. I don't know how that goes any further. The girl from Ebony, Ebony. I'm not Chad. Not Chad. Well, I am a Chad, but I'm not the Chad. Chad Elkins, world's greatest accountant. I don't know how that song goes, but I think I know what Adriano means with that story. It was horrible. Like, again with the lip. Ah, they keep doing that. It's very easy, girls. Be nice. Be thin. Be nice. Be happy to be with us. Seriously, how to keep a man? Be joyful. That's it. And he's back. You need to tell me where you got that hat. Uh, this one came from the GF's office. I have a hat like this, and it's somewhere packed away since I moved. And then she stole this from her office. She took it from the office. Um, but you can find Horror. them on the on the internet. You can find them on the internet. Oh, okay. Because I bought Rich Cooper one like several years ago because I think it would just be funny to see because he's bald and he's cold and he's up in Canada. So he probably want a nice warm hat, I thought. So you, you got a hat. All right. You got to tell me the deer story. Yeah, I think you know. Uh, I think I know what he needs. So I was going back and forth with this, with this girl, and it was all nice and whatever. And then all of a sudden, she started having lip, started back talk. I'm like, dear, nothing to worry about. And all of a sudden, she goes, "I don't like to be called dear. I think that's degrading." I'm like, <sighs> instant mood killer, right, right there. It's like, really? Well. I remember. Okay, now this goes back to the 90s. Do you remember the 90s, Jack? What were you? Pooping I was your born then. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Super Nintendo. Okay. <clears throat> we're going into in the before time, to quote Turd Flingy Monkey. In the before time, Cappy had pubes when you were all just freshly coming off the conveyor belt. And uh, twice it happened where two uh, – my favorite movie is Die Hard. My second favorite is Casablanca. And Humphrey Bogart – would call Ingrid Berkman, kid, kid. Hey, kid, what's wrong? Oh, geez, how are you doing? How you doing, kid? You know, that kind of thing. <clears throat> it was a term of endearment. And not even thinking, like, one time I went out with a girl. Everything was going great. Uh, 
all of a sudden she got really short and curt and that date ended. She never called me back. I'm like, what the hell's going on? She's like, you called me kid. I don't like being called. That's like sexist. And I was like, I'm like, it's from Casablanca. You know, like, where have all the good men gone? Well, maybe someone who's watched a movie, a classic like Casablanca, and has the cleverness and the culture to say, here's looking at you, kid, and you're so fucking uneducated and brainwashed, you don't get it. And worse, because you're so brainwashed, you take it as an offense. There's a big fucking telephone pole. Why don't you go shove it up your ass? So that was one. And then another one was like, kid, did you just call me kid? I'm like, oh, this again. Cause I heard, and I had to like, I said, you haven't seen Casablanca, have you? No. Why? I'm like, cause that's what Humphrey Bogart called Ingrid Bergman. She's like, well, who's Ingrid Bergman? I'm like, and, and you know, and, and that went the way. Now think about this boys. That was almost 30 fucking years ago. Certainly 25 years ago. And the women already had that brainwashing. To have their bitch shields up, everything's offense. I'm oppressed. That a guy calling you kid, or in your case, a Jack Deer, that's degrading. I've called them worse. <laughs> well, you could certainly call them worse, but but just look at that. You are walking on such eggshells. They have been so brainwashed to be fragile little victims that um may I recommend you just pay for it? Because why should you pay for it, Jack? It's easier. No, no. It saves time. No, no. Because you already are. That's that's all I want to point. So just pay for it to get that. Should we call it the nice premium? <laughs> Doesn't have a bad ring to it. it it's like uh, I pay the to provide a euphemism. Like when girls use empowered, I'm empowered when they're showing the boobs on the internet. Like, I don't know if you're empowered. That's that's but they spin it. We'll call it the nice premium. I pay the nice premium. And that means they'll be on the down low. Like I pay for prostitutes. Yeah. I mean, what? I think that's the nice premium. I got the nice premium. Yeah. So, uh, it's so weird. I knew a prostitute and uh, actually knew not anymore. She, um, I asked her like, what's that like? She's like, well, you'd be some, no, the story goes a bit differently. I'll save that for later. But, Mm. Short one is, I asked her, so what's that like? She's like, well, you'd be surprised how few customers actually want to have sex. Yes. It's mostly guys who show up and want to tell me about how miserable their life is. They just want somebody to listen to them. Mm -hmm. I have uh, two friends. Uh, One was a client, not me, her client. She was a client of Asshole Consulting. Um, And knowing those two and the handful of other ladies of the evening they've introduced me to, uh, I have a much higher respect for ladies of the evening than I do any social justice warrior teacher. I'm going to change the world because at least these gals know they have the business acumen and uh, savvy to know exactly what's going on. They know human nature a lot better. And yeah, they've, they've corroborated the same thing. It's like the girlfriend experience is now all the rage. It's not even about the sex. I mean, how fucking sad. It's the nice premium. You pay girls to be nice to you. But if you pay with barter, they're grade A bitches. Bitch, you bought the girl. That, let's, Jack, let's go through your dear and my kid. Did you pay for dinner or a drink or something before you called her dear? No. What did you, wait, was this, you just had her come over or you're on the, okay. 
Let's go back to the way before time because you're just going to be obstinate about that. <laughs> Cappy had already paid for, I don't know, a dinner. or I was on, back in the day, we went on dates. So I, I'd taken her to a movie or, or way. And in both cases, I had done something nice. I paid, though my mistake is, I paid in trade. I bartered. I bought them food and then gave them the food. I bought them a movie and then gave them a movie ticket. What should I have done differently, Jack? You should have just given them the money. Here's the money, and if I said, oh, dear, or hey, here's looking at you, kid, what would they have done as a paid professional lady of the evening? Oh, hee hee, Mr. Clary. Oh, you. Let's go oh, watch Casablanca. Big Daddy C. Right. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm just, the, the nice premium. That's all it, It's the nice premium. I'm glad we're advancing economics, Jack. I'm glad we're putting it to the stratosphere. I am glad I am part of this movement, Captain. <clears throat> Accounting bites for two bucks. FMK, what's FMK? Fuck Mary Kill. Fuck it's Mary a game. Kill? Yeah, it's a what? game you play. You play fuck Mary people. Kill? Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. Do do I want to know this game? Yeah, it's fun. Oh, okay. It's, okay. it's more of a drunk man game. It's not actually. gonna get me booted off the internet or nothing. No. Like oh, okay. You okay. said way worse. <laughs> Truck of peace. <laughs> Might not pray five times. Absolute. <laughs> that was way worse. Oh, yeah. That was pretty. Yeah. But it's honest. At least yeah, I'm honest. I, I had a good laugh out of it. But okay. Team fuck truck roll over on my back or, or team truck a piece. I'm going to cheer for team uh, truck a piece. But all right. <laughs> so you pick three people. Mm. And then you have to choose. One you'd fuck, one you'd kill, one you'd marry. And then you have a laugh about it. You discuss it a bit and you have an honest conversation about why. So Amy Schumer, Lizzo, I don't know if you know her. She's an overweight black singer with a, with a, what was that? With a flute. Okay. And you know, Rob. Yeah, I know Rob. Okay. So, so out of those three fuck? people. Yeah. Go ahead. Explain it. Which one would you fuck? Which one would you kill? And which one would you marry? So it doesn't go in that order. Uh, uh, accounting bikes is not saying he would fuck Amy Schumer, uh, fuck Mary Lizzo, and then kill. So in that order, fuck Mary, kill. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. And then uh, you have to I, categorize them yourself. Okay. I would fuck Amy Schumer, mm-hmm. kill Lizzo, and I marry Rob. And the reason I marry Rob is we'd immediately have it annulled and we'd both be free. I think I think we I think that's the, the correct way out of that quandary you, you put. Yeah, in. I was thinking the same thing because <laughs> marrying Rob doesn't mean I have to fuck him. Right. And, and Rob ain't gonna fuck you either. No, yeah. no. He can't reach, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right. The real Hernan Molina from uh South Africa. I think those are South Africa. No, Argentina pesos. Uh, 200 Argentina pesos, which I think is like three or four bucks. Uh, nothing to say, but thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Bull Rush, this Hanyaker over here for 556. Jack, maybe do it, Cappy. That's yeah, that that meme. I know that was good. It was all like the crappy editing and all that. I had to be <laughs> set, he had to sit me by uh, by, by Ryan. Ryan Stone, yeah. But, uh... uh, Al Min for two bucks, forgive student loans and patriarchy, sexism, racism. <laughs> Let's go. You know what's great? So let's say they forgive the student loans and they, the money printer go burr. Do you think any of these people 
are ever going to be happy or ever going to be rich or ever going to be financially stable in their lives. No, because you know what's going to happen then? Uh, I don't know. They're all going to get fatter. I don't what? No, 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 no. They're going to see the smart people who invested in Bitcoin. Ah, uh, I see. Well, look at that. Look at it. Speaking of smart people who invested in Bitcoin. Yeah, awesome. Um, I, I don't know how to be autistic. I'll try my best. That's right. I'm sure it's a great. I'm sure it's a great, wonderful platform. I just don't see it yet. Oh, so, how you been, Ryan? Oh, it's been busy, man. I don't know. Do you see? I don't know if you're on my Instagram, but uh, my girl decided for Christmas she wanted to relax and tile the floor. So, okay, I'm sitting here preaching about masculinity while she's in there running a jack electric jackhammer. So, <laughs> that's great. I didn't. Do you, I get you own your own house, then I presume. Yeah, yeah, condo oh. downtown Toronto. The nice skyline thing. Gave up the farm life. It's like oh. the reverse of that Green Acres. You remember Green Acres? Yeah, sure, sure. But you went downtown. That's uh, well, cool. Well, I'm glad you can make it on the show. We're just going through super chats, and uh, we did plug your book, by the way. You missed oh, nice. it. It was a good conversation because uh, the the ultimate conclusion uh, I was telling Jack I thought was realize that women want their cake and to eat it too. Yeah, of and, course. Um, <clears throat> well, I know you 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 probably know that intuitively. Yeah, of course, but. Oh, no, I can't wait. I learned this the hard way. Don't don't make we me out to be it. some kind of like smart guy. <laughs> well, I'm not kidding because I'm going to probably write an essay um, at least several months from now because I'm not doing any more work. But using that, but from an economics perspective, because I came at it from a different angle and I realized this is part of the human psyche that is critical and is going to be very telling and predictive of the future of human behavior. And it yeah. was your book that made me, I'm like, oh my God, this is what everybody wants. And so I, I was very appreciative of it. Oh, thanks, man. But yeah. honestly, it's just, I've, I've never been a good math guy. So for me, it's always just the psychology of it. Right. But it, it like physics, it's like, you don't have to be good at math to, what, to, to come up with the formula like Einstein did, E equals MD squared. Yeah, you got to be really good at math. But to know there's a relationship and why... So that you can even begin to formulate the formula or come up with the algorithm, you you need to establish the relationship as to what's going on, the phenomena you witness either in the economy or the physical world or psychology, and you nailed it. I was like, God, man, that's smart. I wish I'd have written that. (laughs) (laughs) And of all things, like, God, it came from a sailor from Canada. Holy shit. Like, where where are these advances in philosophy coming? Oh, dude, I'm more blue collar than a sailor. I should be like a third generation farmer and Baptist minister. I was raised on a ranch. I know you rode pigs, right? You and your brother raised pigs. Yeah, well, we just rode them. We didn't race them anywhere, but they get really smart and they have thick necks. So you can't grab them very well. So you get to do it like once or twice. And then it's like you just chase them around. You're like, I'm running in pig shit. Why am I doing this? <laughs> then you grab the electric fence to see if it's really as bad. And then you find out, yeah, it is. And you did this all last year, right? <laughs> I wish, man. That'd be so much better than what I've been doing the last year. <laughs> you get, I got a question for you guys. Uh, you ever, because I got my little nieces, Lucifer and Geronimo. And I take them, you know, to the playground or all that. Do you ever like, I so want to swing on the monkey bars. I so want to go, but you can't because you're an adult and it'll freak out kids. But like, I'll drive past a a playground and there's no one on it. I'm like, I want to go on the monkey bars. Like, Cappy, that's called calisthenics. That's a workout. It's That's not not at the gym. I want to go right. run. I want to. I ever play? Tell you guys about Super Sucker, the game I used to play as kids, me and my brother and sister. No, no? is this okay. the one where they throw lawn darts at each other? No, but it's akin to that. So you can't do that as an adult. But well, they don't even can. have metal lawn darts anymore. So what's the point? Right, right. So we had this game <clears throat> called Super Sucker, and we were little kids, and we tie um, 
uh, uh, towels around our necks so we have capes. And we wear a hat. And then we get toilet plungers. Now, we were dumb. And we didn't know if they were clean or not. We didn't care. And remember those, like, cheap 50-cent balls you could get at the grocery store or whatever? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just a little pastel color ball. And so what we do is kind of like a quasi game of tag where you'd run around and polo with these with these toilet plungers. And you'd hit the ball and try and get somebody else with it. So this is all in the base we're running around. And every once in a while, you'd, you'd hit a line drive, and it would go right into the dryer and make this big blah, 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 blah. Our stepdad would come down. What the hell are you kids doing? So we're here. We are standing with toilet plungers, and we got capes on and hats, and we're playing. He comes out. What are you guys doing? We're like, we're playing Super Sucker, and he's like, Are those toilet plungers? We're like, Yeah. He's like, God damn it! He gives me. He's like, Wash the damn things first. So I thought what would be great as an adult, we get a soccer field, we get some old used washer or dryer. Big piece of metal cube and then put it in the middle of it. And as adults, we all get capes, but the capes could be more regal. You know, we could design things on a very regal cape and hats and toilet plungers, clean, bought, never used. And we just go and like we'd have rules or I'd, I'd set it up and we get a team of like 12, you know, six on six. And I think that'd be so fun to play like this massive game of tag with the with the dryer in the middle of the field. But to the outside of the asylum with uh, a bunch of 12... You should have grown up in my hometown then, because we used to have cardboard wars. What's that? What's cardboard wars? So we, I was, uh, we had a big like Protestant Christian group in our area here, right? So they didn't do a lot of drinking, but what they did do is throw a lot of hay bales and have strong backs and that. So we would take you had three ingredients: duct tape, cardboard, newspaper, and you make right. yourself armor and you make yourself weapons. We go out into the field and we just beat the shit out of each other. Can I swear? Nice. On yeah, yeah, dude. And it sounds like, oh, that sounds like so much fun. If you pack newspaper really tight and use industrial strength cardboard you essentially have a 20 pound cudgel <laughs> and gonna hurt. it was the some of the stuff was brutal and my buddy jay he was like a 300 pound monster like he was going to the olympics for heavyweight wrestling when he was 17 like he was huge and i guess he would just clean house just swinging everybody like it's the the barbarian like the beginning of lord of the rings and he's swinging yeah, that yeah. shit around <laughs> But eventually, the East Indian guys in our community realized if, like, 20 of us gang up on him, he can't take all of us. <laughs> so they chased him around, and I guess they ran him through a barbed wire fence. And to this day, he's got these three gigantic stomach scars from that. And then really? everybody stops, like, oh, my God, you're bleeding. He's hurt. Is he okay? And he just laughs at them, calls them pussies, and runs off. <laughs> but, like, this was how I grew up. And, yeah, so the toilet plunger thing, I could see that working. Just uh, pat it a little bit. Throw some duct tape yeah, well, on there. I think. Oh no, work. no, we don't need a pad. It. It's it's used as like a or polo just whack stick. Them with it, if you want. Well, no, you're not hitting the people. You're trying to hit the ball into the person. So you're uh, not hitting people. No, but it's a no. game with sticks. It's a game with toilet plungers, right? And you use it I think, as. I think you need to take it back to the lab, man. Not gonna yeah. lie. <laughs> Ryan doesn't get this. Sticks are for hurting people, not yeah. not round objects. We're, yeah. we're not as we're not as violent as the Canadians. We're much no, more peaceful down here. Although, actually, to be fair, that does sound a lot like uh, we used to call it shack ball. Because in our CCR, the communications control room was the high security area, and we're always manning it. But some days are really slow. No communications are going on. So we take the emergency destruction toolkit, which is like this three-foot screwdriver. And then we'd crumple up pieces of paper and play baseball with it in the, in the room there. And you try and hit it past like certain, like the old 1970s equipment and that. And then that's how you'd score runs. So nice. I can see this on the ship. Up. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We it just play that, or when it takes football. huge rolls, you grab like the security blankets and you can slide 
if your ship lists far enough, so you have like slaloms. <laughs> but everything is like quarter inch steel, so if you hit anything, you're breaking an ankle. So you got to be yeah. careful. Uh, yeah. Well, that, that was another thing I liked about your book was just like the 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 navy aspect. You know, like the different stories. It played nice. It was a nice backdrop, and then you'd be on leave, and you'd go go to different bars. It, it was a yeah. it was its own unique book uh, aside from the philosophy. Well, that's because I'm the only one who didn't write. I was awesome in my own book. That's a unique thing on the sphere. <laughs> everybody writes how they're great and i'm like here's the time i got uh i got friend zoned by three danish chicks in dubai and i wasted like a day and a half nobody nobody would write that thing nobody skipped on know. the fleecing because i fell asleep yeah oh yeah i'm still pissed about that man i haven't i didn't drink rye for like 10 years after that i was so angry <laughs> they all kind of blur together like I got off ship leave and then there was this other girl and then I'm like, okay. So I kind of almost had to like separate it. I'm like, Oh wait, he's on shore. No, he's not with the, one of the regular gals that he was on shore with the lad. They're at a different port. Uh, so it, it was, no, oh, it, it was a good book. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not meant to be chronologic chronologically. The idea was there was 15 things in the lesson in the order that I think they're best put in. Mm. And then, uh, they just kind of work with that. Uh, Have that you read? Sense? Yeah, no, it makes complete sense. Cause have you read Rich Cooper's book? Uh, I have it on my my docket. I got to finish the one I'm on right now, and then he's next up on the book. It's it's also uh, I I really like it. It's it's lesson based, you know. So he goes. Uh, it's not chronological. All right, he has an organization, and he goes. But then at the end, one thing I really like about it is he. he oh, what's it called? The cold truth. Right. Hang on. It's at the cold end of every chapter. The cold hard truth. Yeah. Conclusions, and then he has a bullet point at the end of each chapter called the cold hard truth, and uh, very practical, very utilitarian that uh james g two bucks how to get revenge on someone who gave you an std ouch uh she already got an std like how much more revenge do you want her to have hmm. uh, shouldn't you be more focused on getting rid of the std well this what if you have yeah what if you can't get rid of it um i guess i'd expose the individual so you're preventing other people from ever you know having it again or getting well i think it. legally you're required to aren't you like let uh, people I, know I, if you I, have it because there was that football player he got uh busted there for a while because he hiv'd up like 15 girls and didn't tell any of them <laughs> yeah so uh, he yeah did it like uh, uh something like not manslaughter but something like that i like wish i could remember I really i'm like well actually in this study here the, the thing i can't remember and <laughs> no i i just i'm just thinking like if, if someone gave me an std what would i do I, i'd make sure they never had a sex life again and you're doing good because you're preventing other people from getting an STD. And well, then if any time, huh? Wouldn't you prevent yourself from having a sex life then too? Well, yeah, you well, but you would honorably do that. Like if I had an STD, you know, I would, you know, if I had a, a herpes or AIDS or whatever, there's dating communities where it's like, I got herpes too. All right, then you guys, but mm. I would, I would not be. <laughs> We're so compatible. I'm just listening to the honorable way of getting revenge on a chick. <laughs> <laughs> My lady's honor must be broken. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't let it obsess your life, though. I wouldn't let it ruin your life. But uh, Adam Smith von Hayek for two bucks. Why does Cappy dislike the cute Christian chicks? Because um, 95% of the time they're liars and they're not Christian, and they're going to use Christianity primarily as a weapon or a tool to not be fair in a dating or romantic relationship or other relationships as well. But um, they... They don't believe in Jesus. They don't believe in Christ first. They use it as a, as a tool to put themselves first and to pick and choose what they're going to do. 
good Christian girls. Yeah. Bless them hoes. Yeah. Bless them. Catholics, if, man. Yeah. Oh, God. If you're if you're good looking enough, oh yeah, then then Christ is out. You know, the Bible's thrown out and that'll have. But if if you're like, oh, I've seen I got a, a fair amount of Christian friends, and these guys are they're dumb. They're they'll uh, I should say they're dumb. They're very close minded. She has to be Christian. It's like 95% of them aren't, though. I don't care if they go, I don't care what it says on the profile. And I've seen them like these go, well, we're not going to have sex. We're not going to do this. And well, you better da da da. And it's like, dude, just find a secular girl. They're more honorable. Um, but, it's, you know, it's not to say there aren't good Christian girls, but uh, I, I've not the ran Christian into them. Christian isn't what makes them good. Correct. Go. Correct. And unfortunately, maybe we'll put it from a more statistical viewpoint. The, oh, I got to think about it. Uh, nothing else comes to mind. Uh, maybe there is a, a group of gals, like maybe it could be single moms. I, I don't even think that's the case. I have not found a variable that is more pre- has more predictive value of women being dishonest and mentally ill than if they were Christian. Let's put it that way. If the girl was Christian, I had girls crying uh, begging God for forgiveness after we had sex, never date a preacher's daughter, never date a preacher's daughter. Um, it's all, no, just, and, and the hypocrisy in the line. No, just avoid Christian girls. Your dick sounds horrible. Huh? Your dick sounds horrible. I ever, ever tell you the time I kissed this girl, she immediately threw up. <laughs> no. so we're at it's college party and i'm at uh we're a duplex me and my buddy are in well his cousin comes over and she's a pretty good looking gal from north minnesota and you know just a good minnesota gal and blue eyes very very pretty and um she's hammered and she's trying to cut open a vodka bottle with a knife sure enough she cuts herself so i'm like that's oh, not that bad so we kind of put her back together and you know bandaged her up it's like oh thanks no one's ever done that for me before I'm like it's probably because no one ever tried to open a vodka bottle with a knife before ah, so she's like do you have a bedroom here i'm like yes yes i do <laughs> so we get down i had a basement bedroom and there's a little couch and so she grabs me throws me down on the couch i'm like this is gonna be great straddles me grabs me kisses me pushes me back turns to her left and then just throws up Right after that. And I'm like, I'm a great kisser. I'm just a good kisser. She dust herself off and go back to town or was that? No, was that we kinda no, we we put her down on another couch and she sobered up and she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, that's all right. I got a story now. <laughs> uh James G two bucks, a woman planned the date to cook. A woman planned the date to cook and she flaked. Surprise. Hey, is your girl making uh with the blue collar tradesman stuff? Yeah, she's. You're just uh, mute it. Just that's all right. Yeah, my bad. I didn't realize it was that loud. Uh, Alman, five bucks. Have you guys noticed all the female politicians push, pushing so hard to forgive student loans now that the vast majority of student debt belongs to women? Yes, yes, we have. Because they are strong, independent, and do not need you. They just fish, need the taxpayer. Fish bicycle trademark. Uh, Adam Smith von Hayek, five bucks. I refuse to speak. Brother who voted Democrat to a brother who voted Democrat and dating three times divorced woman, 14 year old, years older than him. I w- will if he reads millennial. God, Adam, could, could you just make two donations and, you know, afford yourself a couple more sentences here? If Will 
I will if he reads Millennial Book and dumps her. Am I bad? No, you're caring about your brother, but you you don't have an obligation to your brother to <clears throat> make it that he stop caring about. Look, don't care about people. Period. Doesn't matter if you're brother or sister. It doesn't matter what your relationship with. If they're making stupid decisions, stop worrying about them. It's not your obligation. Stay your peace. Get the fuck out. Don't set yourself on fire to keep others warm. Right. Uh, Simon Laplace for 25 Hong Kong dollars. Uh, Ryan, have you been to Hong Kong near with the exchange? You're more internationally traveled. Yeah, well, it's China now. I mean, I haven't been. That's China's the one place I hadn't been. My girl's been, but I haven't. Mm. But I've been all the surrounding countries. Okay. But you just call them Scoobies after a while. When you've hit three countries in three weeks, you can't remember the names of the currencies. Just get the oh, exchange and call it a okay. Scooby. <laughs> I think maybe that's three U.S. dollars. I don't know. Uh, Cap, would you consider to facilitate the nice premium? It could be a good business model for you considering your audience and economic experience. Uh, Simon, there's <clears throat> the nice premium. It, it's already taken care of. Uh, it's the oldest profession in the world. I don't think I don't need to facilitate. It's flooded. The market's taken care of. I, it does not need my my uh, input. All I am doing is is spinning or, or changing the brand name to more accurately describe economically what men are paying for when they get a prostitute. Right. And that is you're paying for the nice premium because you all pay for sex. Right. But to get a girl to be nice, you have to pay cash. But that's deemed bad and you're a John and you can't get any. Whereas if we call it the nice premium, it's euphemistically, you know, calling a sociology degree in education. All right. That's a, uh, Scott Lutke for two bucks. Doesn't have anything to say. Thank you, Scott. Adam Smith von Hayek, two bucks. How tall is Ryan? Is SJW and feminism worse in Canada? Well, there's one for you, Ryan. Uh, all right. Um, 175 centimeters, according to the military. I, I've never bothered to do that in defeat because I'm not doing the looks mat crap. Uh, it is, but selectively. Like, uh, the bigger the bigger cities tend to have it. It's usually chicks, and the Montreal-Toronto beltway seems to do it. Which, if you guys don't know, that's like our equivalent of, like, uh, the Blue Bloods, I guess, in, in America. Okay. But you're yeah, 5'11". For, for the most part, you're just going to get people paying lip service to it, but... It's like Christianity. Girls aren't really using it. They're just using it as a cudgel. They don't really care. What I Maybe love is how... Co- oh, wait. Yeah, the university, though. But, I mean, college well, what shit's I, stupid, so whatever. What I love about... It, it could be Christianity. It could be Baha'i. I don't know. Ryan, you're a little bit closer to my age. But, I don't know, back in the 90s and aughts, all the, there's a plenty of gals that also discovered Eastern religion. And, oh, I'm more Buddhist or I'm into Baha'i. And it's like... Poor yoga just, pants. Yeah, that's... Sure, it. sure. <clears throat> um... But man, that that religion, no matter what it is, does ruin their lives. Whether you're a Christian girl applying all these rules, because now a lot of my friends who are now my age and are in Christian dating, seriously, 35, well, this is the woman's profile, 35, lives at home, student loan debt, waiting for the right man, must believe in Christ, virgin. You're like, what the 15 f- years, she couldn't find the right man. I don't know, right. man. It's just a competence thing alone there. It's Maybe it's Linus's security blanket. You know, as, <laughs> as long as I got Jesus, you know, the Lord has a plan. Yeah, that sounds like her plan. My plan is to find, if I were to find a girl, just to find one that, you know, takes lo- less than 15 years to sort out her life, you know? Yeah. Uh, Bullrush for 762. You can buy nice, but you can't buy enthusiastic sex. Correct. Um, 
Actually, but, can you? I don't. I'm not big. Like, I don't even pay for DVDs, so I'm not paying for hookers. But is there like a hooker person in the chat that's willing to say like, if you tip twenty percent, like you get the full meal deal or what? I'd have to imagine. I mean, it's such diversified. You can get the girlfriend experience. You can get the threesome experience. You can get blondes, brunettes. You can. I mean, it's as varied as there are women. I'm sure if you said, "Look, I want sex. Here's an extra two hundred bucks to make it crazy," I'm sure they'll. They'll go ape shit on you. I, but then, and then here's my question too. So the kind like you know, there's a subset of guys who like prostitutes that is because they can't get real women. So they're like, this one's easy. I just pay her and it happens, right? Hmm. And the skills they would need to say I want to pay for the enthusiastic stuff is probably the same skills they could have used to not need the prostitutes. So I'm wondering if the girl just like takes the money and gives them like you know pity hand jobs anyway. Could be. I yeah. I mean, I'm sure they can. They can spot a guy. Like, this guy has never been laid, or this guy has never had a real good fucking in his life, so they could mail in a C-minus game, and yeah. the guy thinks it's the most mind-blowing sex ever. Uh, me and Jack were more talking recently, older guys, more money, no time, where they're like, no, I, I, I remember this one guy, he was like a surgeon, and he billed out around a 1000 bucks an hour, and he's like, look, it's just not worth my time. And he, he would get some super high-end uh escorts because he's like Fuck, i'm not going to go to a bar and, and do that so i'm sure if you're a little bit more couth a girl's gonna look at it like oh yeah this guy knows his shit he doesn't have time to fuck around at bars or online dating or anything like that but yeah the the nerdy uh bashful uh shy guy who drives out of clark county in vegas uh, i'm sure those girls can can spot him a mile away and know exactly oh yeah i could i could lie here and be the starfish and he'll be all right with that how sad I is that? It. You even need game to have prostitution. <laughs> I don't mean to well, laugh. I guess that's a tragic situation. It just, I, mean, I do find it funny. At, Ryan, at a certain point, that's going to be a thing, right? Where it's like, yeah, you it's know what? You thing. can pay, pay me, but I don't want you because I've already got so many guys paying me. And I'd rather have them than you. I don't know they if you guys... Those the, uh, uh, the high-priced ones, like the sugar daddy girls or whatever? Mm. right well and that's that's what it's i don't know how much you guys talk to myron Gaines or tune into his show but i I find it very fascinating because it is becoming such an arms race now that if you go to a hot environment like a miami or a a los angeles or whatever uh the women are no longer using tinder or bumble or smash or whatever the hell the, the apps are it's all um seeking arrangement and just to get a de- like, they're using it as a dating site. They're not even using it to find, you know, get some money for probably. It's a it's an escort, I, I guess. It literally, is becoming now a dating slash escort site where just to go on a date with me, you have to pay me. And so it's a uh, it's very interesting and warping to see the insights into that. But it's going to be blurred, where it's like, oh, were you paying for sex? You're paying for a date. Won't even matter, and it'll be perfectly acceptable because that's where the. Yeah, but everybody warping. pays. The only difference was there was uh okay, you're an econo- economist, economicist. Mm-hmm. I'm you're an, an economicist, econom- aren't you? <laughs> do you remember that study where people were giving tasks to do and you were either given money at the end of tasks or you were giving tokens that you can exchange for money? And mm-hmm. they found that people that were given the tokens cheated more than the guys who were just directly given money? Does this sound familiar to you? No, but I, but that's exactly the phenomenon me and Jack were talking about is that yeah. paying cash is much more direct. Uh, and you get better service. Uh, uh, you know, this is why we call it the nice premium. Because if you take a girl on a date, you buy her dinner, da 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 da, she acts like a great egg, quanta ha ha. 
a lot of times. Right. You pay a prostitute, okay, she's faking it, but they're nice, you know, and it's it's kind of sad, but yes, cash works, but cash is bad because then you're a John. You see, that's that's bad. So. Well, and she's a slut. That's why I think like it used to be prostitution was like I have a good job and I can take care of you and that. It was the, you're still paying. It's just right. what currency you're using and is there enough emotional distance that she doesn't feel like a hooker because of it? Mm. Right. Well, this is this would go back to your point of having their cake and eating it too. The gal doesn't want to believe in her mind she's a whore because she's living at home, making her $20,000 a year, working whatever part-time babysitting job at the public schools, while the husband brings down $120K and she gets to live in this McMansion and drive her SUV around. No, she's equal. She's a strong, independent woman, don't need no man. And she's totally not having sex with him because of the money. Because you have the facade, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe it allows the cognitive dissonance in the woman's mind to think, well, I'm totally not doing it for the money. It's like, well, yeah, you are. Well, yeah, well, yeah, they are, but they just don't want to be thought of that. And that's kind of the game you got to play. Same as like, you know, we're not going to sleep together, right? Like, I've heard that so many times myself. Mm -hmm. They want want their lies, and they want you to help them with their lies. Mm Mm-hmm. At a certain point, though, I was talking to Cappy about this because I had a girl that came back after a flake, and uh, I was supposed to go to her, mm-hmm. but she never replied anything anymore, blah, blah, blah. So I told her when she came back, okay, you can come over to me. Well, you got to have to convince me. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Like, uh, well, because I know you like this and that. Well, I'm not going to sleep with you. I'm like, you know what? If you would have said this the first time, I would have gone along with it. I would have played. <laughs> this time, I'm like, ah, fuck off. But even though Cappy's whole argument for paying for it i'm a bigger fan of like you know what be blunt and go for the free coffee yeah why not well no i i agree i i'm just saying if you're gonna get her late for the girl if you really want to i'm just saying trust right. me yeah like get some sugar or something maybe Couple some tiles maybe. some underlay for the floors <laughs> dude you're in there well, well girlfriend experience Perhaps I'm being too <laughs> literal and clinical in my analysis because i am an economist everything boils down to time Yes. In the world of economics. And I'm saying for from a time perspective, and every guy kind of knew this originally, it is way cheaper just to pay for it. Now, when you're younger, you're not making that much money. Okay, I get it. And, and yes, who doesn't like the conquering and quote, you get it for free because you earned it. I'm just looking at these numbers I just ran. Holy fucking shit. It is like 90% off if you just fucking pay for it. And you get diversity. You get selection. Uh, and there's le- no headache, no non or intangible costs uh, that come in. Like there's none of this acting like you're in- or playing the game or anything like that. I'm just and, and admittedly, if you know the game and you, you're okay with going out and indulging them, I just say if you're impatient or you just don't want to go through the horse and pony show, uh, here you go. That's, that's all. That's all I've concluded. That's it. Well, do you ever consider that maybe the getting your nut off isn't the in- isn't what guys are after there, and that. That's why your economic model sometimes doesn't make sense for those kind of guys. Like it's for power or control? Well, I was thinking more validation for a lot of guys. Mm. Like there's, and this is going to kind of kind of weird, but there's so many ways you can say you're a man, right? Like there's the, mm-hmm. I do manly things. I buy truck nuts. I have flannel. I hot Legos. Don't forget Legos. Legos are like totally masculine. Yeah. But, Doing the yeah. floor. But the one thing that you have to have another person opt in for is like, I get the girls. Like, you can't fake that. You can fake just about everything else. You can rent a Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. You can use TRT. You can do whatever. I'm not saying it's cheating, but you get my point, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of guys, that's kind of like, 
it's the way to establish that, yeah, I have enough use that a girl's willing me to stuff her one really good. Mm-hmm. So it's not even about the girl so much as it about just getting good at a certain skill or have a certain worth. Because mm-hmm. imagine Arab Spring, that guy, what the hell was that guy's name? The guy who owned a fruit cart and that female bylaw officer knocked over his fruit cart and then he basically lit himself on fire and that started the whole Arab Spring thing. He wasn't looking to get his nut. He just wanted that dignity of knowing that he was uh, he was valuable. Mm. And I think it's that same kind of phenomenon there. So if you had a... That's why I think the girlfriend experience is probably more valuable than just the hooker that, you know, I'll blow you for 20 bucks. But if the guy deep down inside knows that it's not... Then it's not validating if, if, you, if you paid for the girlfriend experience. So it wouldn't scratch that itch because he, he didn't actually get the girlfriend. Well, that's the thing. A lot of guys do experience that where they, they come into like pickup, for example, thinking this will get the girls, but then they treat it like it's parlor tricks. Like if, if she falls for this, then she's definitely stupid because she fell for my, my lies. Oh, I see. So you're and, saying even if you pick up game and you execute game and, and let's say you work out and you do your thing and, and you put oh, yeah, and you actually, yeah, and you actually get the girl. You're saying there's guys out there says, well, it's game and it's an algorithm. So it's this formula, not even me. Yeah. And so they like, still the don't feel out. validated. Huh? Even the working out, because like, oh, if I didn't work out, she wouldn't love me for who I am. She only loves me because I'm working out right now. And guys have this weird wow. intrinsic worth that their moms filled them up with, as opposed to like, as a man, you are what you do, right? Yeah. The millhouse effect. Yeah. And so like I just did, I was just reading and I did a little thing on Twitter now about uh, not Elliot Roger, the guy before him. I can never remember his name, but he was the the dude who couldn't find a girlfriend, eventually went postal, shot a bunch of girls, whatever. I guess I'm kind of flippant about it, but that was the same thing. His issue wasn't that he couldn't get a girlfriend. He had dates lined up. He went and he tried pickup. He just needed that validation that he was worth something to the world. But anytime he tried to improve himself, he would think that, oh, the world's just falling for my tricks. They don't love me for who I am. Wow. <laughs> and that's when, I, like, and that's that problem. And I know you've said a lot about like how mom says you're great and the self-esteem bullshit. And that's sure. kind of what the problem with it is, is that guys aren't wired for that. We're wired to accomplish things and have esteem, not self-esteem. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But then it would. It, but when do you wake up and realize? Well, hey, working out is me, and I put the effort into it, and the byproduct are these muscles. Fuck. Or I go and I study. Van. That's all I can say. What's that? Hopefully, before you rent a van downtown Toronto, <laughs> that's all I can say. It's a like well, medicine joke there for you guys. <laughs> I just, I would think that in doing all these things you build up esteem and accomplishment and value, but you're saying people are taking it like you get an engineering degree, which is an admirable accomplishment. You get a good job. There's guys who then don't even look and see that as a self reflection upon their actual value. They say, Oh, this is just the parlor trick to get the girls. Yeah. Well, I mean, guys are, I don't even know if I want to say stupid psychologically. It's just one of those things. That's why there's always the big push. Why mental health is failed men. Cause there's, these are real issues for guys. And what, what, like, has anybody here been to a, sh- I've been to a shrink. Have you guys been to a shrink? No. Yep. I've have been to a shrink s- with a girlfriend to get her fucking to stop throwing up, but that was a different story. Yeah. But like the military issued me one after deployment and when I was having the anxiety attacks after the charge and that, and I'm not going to lie, it was a complete waste of time because that's all they do is try to fill you with you're okay. Nothing's wrong. Here's some exercises. It's basically the same as your mom patting you on the head and saying everything mm-hmm. was fine. And it was like. All I wanted to know from the guy is here, why is this issue happening and what do I do to fix it? And they couldn't even answer that. Mm. And so I'm realizing, and then most guys I talk to have that same experience with guys. And so they realize you kind of need 
the equivalent of what a shrink is supposed to do. But for us, for guys, it's like, you know, your drinking buddy, your pastor, your dad, your all those like male figures, right? Used to kind of all together perform that role. But now mom kicked dad out. Uh, the pastor's like, yeah, you got to marry Cindy here with her three kids. <laughs> uh, the drinking buddies all live in their man caves right now and they're not allowed to go out because the wife doesn't allow it. And then they wonder why all of a sudden guys are acting fucking crazy. It's like, well, dude, thank- you just remove the safety net and then make fun of us for not having a safe space. Mm. Like, fuck you, man. Mm. Well, thank God, because otherwise all of us wouldn't have jobs. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, that guys, is true. I got to run. All right, we'll okay. see you later, Jack. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Ryan, yeah, hit me up. Me. Do a podcast soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. See you soon, guys. That's you. I don't like Jack with his camera angle. You see us? We have our our lines about the same. And he had to go up here. And I think he's trying to amog us. He's he's 30 years old. Go easy on the boy. He's from Europe. You know, yeah, I, know. I, I, I got the... I uh, like ET- a headbutt by him. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Uh, ETC Shadow for 20 bucks. If Ryan here starts reading a book on how to own your own jackhammer girlfriend from start to finish, which is 466 pages, if it takes <laughs> Ryan 20 minutes to finish two pages, how many seconds it told us it take to read the entire book? I We could do the math. I don't, <laughs> I don't have the... <laughs> do you remember that Simpsons episode? Why is it a man with a shirt that says genius at work watching a television show for children? <laughs> That's all I could think about when I get those kind of questions. Well done, sir. <laughs> I retract I, the question. I remember uh, Homer. I am so smart. I am so smart. S M R T S M A R T. Zarax, five bucks. Cappy, dude, the thing I long for is football in the snow again. Hits were great, but your game sounds amazing. Create a league and market it. Yeah, that, that it was fun to play in football in the snow. If uh, Ultimate Frisbee can make it, yours mm-hmm. can make it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. No, I I'm, I have a, I think most people are going to have an issue. It's like, we put on capes and we all buy toilet plungers. Like, are you nuts? Um, <laughs> funnest game ever, man. It was the funnest game ever. Swalu Blue, two bucks. Do you have a mesh system? Mesh system. What's a mesh system? I don't know. I should mesh be asking system. you economics questions. Uh, well, you can ask me all the economics questions you want. I uh, I just don't know what a mesh system is. I wish people would drop the extra buck to you know get the, the question out. Uh, <laughs> not because I want to make a lot of money. It's just I just you know a, a dollar won't buy the whole septic tank fund. By the way, guys. <laughs> oh, is that what we're doing here? Cappy's got to take a shot. Let's do no, it. No, I have a because I'm building my house and they got to put a septic tank in, and so on. Uh, the subscribe star kind of on a lark. You can designate whatever the fundraising is for. Yeah. And I said, hey, I need a septic tank. Cappy got a poo. And so it gets a little ther- thermometer that shows you how much the septic tank fund has been filled. And so now people donate to the septic tank fund. Oh, fair enough. Uh, which, uh, and I got to figure out what the next fund's going to be because the septic tank will be built. Uh, Adam Smith von Hayek for two bucks. I spilled a drink on a redhead's girlfriend's cat and she dumped me. <laughs> On purpose? That'd be the main thing I'd want to know if you did it on purpose or not. The competent man. She'd be into him, and then that would be the thing. I'm pretty sure it was like on the rocks, and that was it. That was the final straw. Right. Right. Well, I. It's never like if he if he purposely did it. Yeah, I could see why she'd probably you know do that. But oh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, the competent man, five bucks. Are we in Max Clown World yet, or are we about to go beyond Clown World? It seems no matter how stupid things get, the limits get pushed further. I'm I'm curious because you have more of the philosophical observant of human behavior mind here, Ryan. Yeah, well, 
how many people on earth? 8 billion? No, Eight seven, bi- seven, seven billion people on earth. And we used to, let's say a hundred years ago, you'd meet maybe 500 of them. And now with the internet, you meet 800 million of them and you get that one in a million level of stupid. And we got enough of that to fill your social media feed. I think, I think it's a problem of perception now, as opposed to like the world's gone to shit. It hasn't gone to shit. It's just that the shit that was there is now plainly visible. And unfortunately the stupid, crazy stuff rises to the top because we live in the attention economy. Right. So yeah, like every batshit crazy feminist is on the news. But what's not on the news is the one who's a feminist, but then, you know, hey, could you secretly choke me in the backside? Like, you know what right. I mean? So I think, honestly, if you just walk away, like, I did a month off of Twitter, just because Mr. B said, I bet you guys couldn't even spend a month off of the platform. And I'm like, fine, I'll do it for $10,000, whatever. And it went off, and I just realized, like, all this shit we're bitching about on Twitter, I don't see any of it. <laughs> it's just right. not here anymore. It doesn't happen in the real world. No, I, yeah. <clears throat> I stopped paying attention to news, gosh two, three months, like all of it, not uh, politics. I haven't paid attention to in like two, three years. I know Uh, they are. It's almost fun now though. You notice that like every two weeks in the news, we have hospitals preparing for like a surge of COVID and we're going to ICU going to be overrun. So I go to the site and check it out. We're like at 15% capacity. I'm like, phew, dodge that bullet again. See you in two weeks. (laughs) Well, Maybe you've noticed this since you've unplugged. Um, I came up with this observation like a couple of years because I was in economics and finance and I would always the the news outlet here. Our financial news network was called CNBC and that was the professional. And we're getting you the latest. Da, 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 da. And then I step back and I realized it doesn't matter if it's the news stations or the political coverage stations or uh, the sports analysis or even the financial coverage. They're all a bunch of fucking idiots. They're all a yeah. bunch of fucking talking heads. And they take everything that is not real and spin it up to just to gin up uh, uh, ratings and news coverage. Oh, it's and fucking annoying. It's anno- and, and the problem, it's, it's they all say, oh, you know, journalism is the fourth branch of government. It's like, well, it ain't now because you take everything is in a constant hyper alert, you know, Fox News alert. It's like. Dude, when is it there a Fox News alert? There's always a Fox News alert. Like, I remember in the day, and I don't, do you guys have like the emergency broadcast system? Well, we have one. I don't think we share yours. Right. You have something like the, the sirens. Yeah, are that supposed really to go annoying, loud ass sound, like a vacuum kind of thing. Right. And it was like the Russians were attacking or a tornado was coming. And they test it like once a month, maybe. And like, oh, the emergency broadcast. Like, oh, okay. You're constantly putting everyone in a state of panic and cortisol dumping, and they lose the ability to even know what's real or true or, or, or happening or even important anymore. And like you said, you just go out like, I didn't see any of this. You know, I don't, I don't see black people or white people at each other's throats. And people I don't are see- bad enough at assessing risk, let alone after you fill their head with nonsense. Right. And it's, it's one of the best things you could do. I mean, now, because of you and I, our professions, like professions... I mean, we have it to is. be plugged. <laughs> What's his job? Eh. Well, you say content know. creator. Everybody's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. He won't ask yeah, any yeah. further. It's like saying you're an accountant. Nobody asks. Right. right. <laughs> Tell have, me more. Let me, let me ask you this. Not to sound too arrogant um, for our, quote, jobs that we have, but it's different. It's unique. And it's new. Like, mm-hmm. And like me, you probably fell into it. You didn't plot out 10 years ago to do this. Oh, dude, have I you ever plot out two years ago to do this. <laughs> You ever go to a party and yeah, it could be Christmas or whatever. And you talk to people and you realize you're probably the most interesting person there. 
And when people gets around and someone inevitably asks, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm a guy like this author podcaster guy. And they're like, oh, that's nice. And then they go on and talk about whatever their spreadsheets or the TPS reports. You're like, like, don't you have any other questions? Like, this is kind of a new thing going on. I'm the only idiot here making money on the internet. I, I work from my pajamas and you guys want to go talk about, you know, I don't know. You got some inventory to calculate. Yeah. Well, yes, but I think I take it a bit different from you. Good example. My uh, 20 year high school reunion. I went down mm-hmm. to that, met a bunch of people. I haven't seen in forever. They're like, you look the same as you did when you were 17. I'm like, thank you. Uh, just don't say anything back because they look like, you know, sack of smashed <laughs> assholes. But at one point, my cousin looks down and she picks up the book. She goes, I wonder out of all of us here, who's the most successful? And without thinking, I'm like, well, me, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I look up and I'm like, oh, shit. Did you say that? <laughs> yes. And it was just oh. like off the cuff. And I'm like, oh, that's annoying. <laughs> but I mean, because I'm used to that. People want to talk about themselves. That was the one thing I learned on game. If you want to have a good conversation with a girl, just get some probing questions. Get something. Mm-hmm. And a girl did that on me. I called her. She was the smartest girl I ever met. And then I realized after I took her to one of my ship functions, she's asked guys like at the time, the ship that we were partying on was HMCS Calgary. And if you guys don't know, Calgary's in the middle of the prairies. And she goes, well, if your ship is named Calgary, when do you guys park it in Calgary? (laughs) And then my buddy Chris looks over and he's like, oh yeah, it's once we have to take the portage, it's a bit of a bitch. We don't do it very often. And they started laughing. I'm like, this girl's an idiot, but she knew how to get me to talk about myself. And I thought she was the greatest conversation in the world. <laughs> My old man gave me that gem. One of the yeah. few bits of wisdom. And he gave that to me when I was like in the eighth grade. He says, people just want to talk about themselves. And if you yeah. go to any party, it's just everybody else waiting to talk about themselves. And if you, now he didn't formalize this, but I came up a lot of guys like, how, not even about girls, but just like, how do I get friends? And I said, okay, three to one rule for every one thing. You tell them about yourself, they have to tell you three things or you have to ask them three questions. Like the focus is not you. And almost in an ideal setting, you're almost a spy or clandestine. Like you should be able to walk into a party, be the most popular, not necessarily the most popular guy, but be very well liked. And people are like, yeah, that guy's great. And ironically, not have said a fucking thing about yourself. Isn't that better? I love that. I love like privacy, having things to myself. It is, but it's it's a very good skill to have dating or not, you know, mm-hmm. business or whatever else like that. We just, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the older you get, the more stories you have that are interesting and engaging and the insights. You get a little bit of a, a script or whatever. But really, it's like not, you ask them a couple questions, follow up on them, and then, and, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And this happened in my life. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you're the, you're the greatest conversationalist. Like, does that bother you? I think that's a wonderful thing. That's just social lubricant. And then I can worry about like my close friends can learn about the the shit I do. Although they just make fun of you. Hey, do you, you get this off that book on the internet? I'm like, fuck you, man. <laughs> make no, it I, fun I, of me for the mystery method. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't No, It doesn't bother me at all. It's just though at the same time though, like if you, if you're going to go be social, especially nowadays, if you're, you're locked up because of COVID or you're working, but you like to just get out and talk to someone mm-hmm. even to hear them. So you'd like, Oh yeah, this is what's going on in my world. But no, it's, it's, if you do that, it's almost like a game in itself where you just watch other people, you know, take the bait and blah, 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 blah. you know, how much can you get someone to open up about them? Yeah. And then like, Oh yeah, that guy's really cool. Kind of like, I, I think I told you I lived in Minnesota, <laughs> I drive a Ford. And I have a degree. I'm like, I got to be the most boring person you ever met. But boy, you want me to come to the party again. Yeah. Like I said, it's absolutely wonderful. And maybe it's because I also, people that, and I don't mean this on you, I just mean in general, people that love to talk about themselves have that, there's usually an underlying need for validation. Like, 
what I'm talking about is interesting. It's funny. I'm the best guy ever. And I just don't have that external need for it. So for me, it's as long as, as long as I leave the conversation with a good acquaintance or a friend or, you know, if I was single, a date, some kind of positive interaction that I consider it a success. Now, whatever I have to do to get there is fine by me. And if all I have to do is listen, works. No. Less work no. on my part. No. Well, Although I don't think uh, the Xernax guy's calling me something from Jessica Jones. That's the comic, right? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going through the super chats like one by one. I got you. Uh, I wish you had the other ones. I feel bad when guys are giving you their hard-earned money and we're sitting here rambling about fucking whatever. You know what I mean? Hey, they, they tune into the show. And you know why? Because whether you believe it or not, Brian, yeah. we have intelligent conversation. Because so. what are they going to do? Go talk to, to Tina, who's working at Taco Bell just to pay off her student. I mean, oh, I know. She just talks about herself all the time. It's so boring. God, and Becky, that bitch. I can't believe Becky did that to Tina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I I never understood it at first, like talk radio. I never understood it. And I used to have a talk radio program on an actual radio station. And it, it was what? short-lived. Yeah, it was very short-lived. I didn't realize what the program manager was telling me at the time. But he said that people, he put it politely, but he basically said, most people's lives suck. Mm-hmm. And not because they suck, but because the people in their lives suck. Right. Most people's lives are boring. Even my, everybody's lives is pretty boring. Yeah. And they just want to have someone interesting and entertaining. And for example, let's take Rush Limbaugh. Do you know why people tune into Rush Limbaugh? I honestly don't. I really don't. It's because the dip. He's, I always mistake him for like John Madden from like, the video game <laughs> yeah there's a yeah there's a well, and then the liberals won the won the shotgun right here and i'm like oh jesus <laughs> let me ask you this do you think it's his politics i hope not it's not they're so weird he's a personable guy hmm. he he could he could talk about cats <clears throat> and people would tune into rush limbaugh because of the way he talks about cats and what it boils down to is, and this word is very important, the, the phrase radio personality or right. television personality. People like the personality. Perfect example is your weather girl or the weather guy. That's critical. That's like the, I, I know you laugh. That I'm is just probably, laughing because the personality part, I'm like, I don't think that's what they're tuning in for. They absolutely are. Any idiot can tell you what the weather is. You can have a robot do that. And there will be yep, 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 coming in from far, you know, 400 well, I always thought it was the jug factor. The D cups. <clears throat> well, that's more Mexico and Latin code, which I'm not against either. And they're pretty, you know, you look at our, our gal, uh, she's not, you know, she's not bad on the eyes, but it's the personality. And grandma Tilly likes to have her tea before she goes to bed at night at 6 PM and tune into the 6 PM weather. And she, Oh, I like that weather girl. She's such a nice girl. And she's very, and it's charming. And like this guy called Chris Schaefer watches delivery. It's almost, it's almost theater what they do and so people pay for the personality people don't tune into the rush limbo show uh because of of his politics necessarily they tune in because of the way he delivers it and people don't tune into what i say because of anything smart or intelligent i don't even say anything smart or intelligent it's the way i say things that are fabricated to look smart and intelligent right and so that's 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 really what it is it's uh, pay attention um, it works whatever Although, hey, here, here, voice mm. question. I know you were going to do the Super Chat thing. So you actually do. I can hear, like, the radio voice. You got that. There's, like, a an underlying bassiness to it. Not like, but you know what I mean? It sounds like something on the radio as opposed to, like, a guy talking on the internet. Here's, do you have to do any kind of voice training for that? No. I know you, I got that millennial 
like less bassy, all mid-tone thing. You either got it or you don't. And that's what I find. And you can take voice acting and change your voice. It's just one of those truly random variables. Like I never thought I had this great radio voice. Um, And what was weird, it just, it's things like this you should pay attention to. I've had it twice now. Where this is back when I was like 19. One mm-hmm. girl's like, You have an incredibly nice voice. I'm like, What? Like, you don't, you know, you've had your voice your entire life. You're like, oh, All right, you know, that's weird. And then another gal said, You have a really nice voice. What that? Like, you nice. girls are weird. Another thing, um, I've had now three girls say, You drive, I, I drive standard transmission because I like having something to do. They're like, Wow, you drive really what standard transmission? Yeah, I guess I was raised on it with retractors, so I'm like, sure, like, good for you, man. <laughs> but I guess to be fair, that is like a superpower now. <laughs> well, now, but this is going back in, but like just the way you drive, really nice. You you're really good at driving. I'm like, and so <clears throat> with with the rate, you either have it or you don't. Um, but that's what people respond to. Hmm. Uh, so I didn't take any thing, and ironically, life forced me into that where I started doing dance classes again. You're using your voice, finance seminars. You're using your voice, radio, which is this is what this is essentially is 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 you're using your voice. But mm-hmm. I honestly would not. You know, we don't all have to have like a Rich Cooper baritone deep uh, voice. I, I, as long as it because it's not just your voice, especially now with YouTube, it's your personality. Like, take a look at Rolo. Like, you know, he's got kind of a, a slightly higher nasally type. Oh, of he's thing. got the Dune voice, man. Dune voice? Yeah. Well, you remember 1984 Dune? Barely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in college, I used to watch that every day. I used to fall asleep to that thing. And it's something I found out. If you watch the movie throughout the entire movie, there's always mm-hmm. like an ambient bass. You don't really notice it unless you're listening for it. And it's like ASMR constantly throughout the thing. And that's mm-hmm. what I think of when I think of Rolo. Like, he could give you a 20-minute monologue, take out all the periods, and I could hear that, and I could just be like, ah, I don't need right. to smoke weed now. Thank God. <laughs> but his, even though his voice may not have, you know, the Barry White or whatever, you're looking for some kind of bass or yeah. weight, I guess, or, or uh, like someone had a whiskey, he's got a calming, su- smooth, and cadence. Cadence is another thing. So I wouldn't, yeah. and dude, I mean, you got people that tune into your show. Don't worry about it. it it's, uh. Oh, it's pretty. It's just a skill to improve. The cadence, 100%, though. Just slowing down like 10% more than you think you need to is like, it's a huge thing. And it took forever to learn. And even Mm -hmm. now, I still have to work on it. But here's another thing to think about um, Mm -hmm. as it pertains to personality. And this is why, I mean, yeah, okay, if you want to take voice acting, okay, fine, put on a funny hat and, you know, have a a cool background or something like that. But going back to your point, of there's 7 billion or 8 billion people on the planet now. And now the internet, you'll find your people. Like there will be people who are just naturally gravitated towards your personality, whatever it is. And so I'm always reluctant. Like you don't really want to change yourself too much because then you have to act to yeah. chase after an audience. Whereas you will be your own lightning rod. You know, you, I mean, really I, I tell people to read your book because it's deep and philosophical. I mean, and everyone thinks you're just the schmuck from Canada on the internet. I'm like, no, the man's well, got to be too. both, <laughs> <laughs> but don't, don't change. You know, don't try to become something else. Just be who you are. And now the, and then the net of the just internet will yourself. go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> for once yeah. that, that advice works. And even young people, like, I want to be a content creator. I'm like, okay, start now and do it on whatever you want. Do not act like someone else. 
because in 10 years time, you'll have all the, you know, let's say your name is Amy Smith. You'll have all the people who love Amy Smith and you'll have a following in a congregation, almost a church of Amy Smith. Well, that's my thought on it. Cause, um, what's the big thing in this space? A lot of like the, let's say less than quality personalities in here love doxing. They love, Hey, if I put out his personal information, they can harass his parents, harass his kids, whatever. And right. I've noticed on the big guys, like, um, do you know who Robert Fisher is? No. He was the guy who created the the red pilled subreddit. And okay. right. he ended up being like a low level politician in like New England or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they did a docs thing on him, the Daily Beast, horrible journal. But uh and I noticed the whole thing wasn't about how much a misogynist was. They literally just pointing at his geeky habits, the fact that he needed to lose weight, and they just shamed him. And that was the whole point of the doxing. Show him as a loser. With Roosh, same thing. They doxed Roosh as mom's place. Because yeah. they caught him like first thing in the he's morning. Visiting. Pajamas. <laughs> he was visiting. He was visiting. Yeah, but he was wearing pajamas and mm. I guess he was staying in the basement. And so like, you know what the optics are like on that. Sure, sure. And so most of the most of the doxing stuff tends to be either exposing somebody for something they're not. And then the mm. idea is the guy is embarrassed about it. And then they give the apology. And then, you know, you're basically done for. And I thought, well, the good thing about being yourself is what are they going to do? They're going to dox you and find out, oh, so that's, ex yeah, it's the same stuff I already knew. You just said that. <laughs> right. Right. No, I mean, it's not, it's not going to. Yeah. It's a, I find it as a, like a risk management uh, strategy. It's a very good mitigation strategy to get out of that kind of risk. Because it is a right. big risk for us here. I mean, you got, you know, girl at your place or family and members you got to worry about. You don't want some asshole on the internet harassing them constantly. Right. No. And, and I, I take precautions to, to, to cover that. But you are right. Like my reputation, if anyone won, the, the world could say the world did at one time say what a nerd I was or a, a misan no, misogynist because I did the uh, it's so stupid. Um, the Mad Max article I wrote, you know, that's oh. what I'll forever be remembered. You know, that's that's that what I'll be remembered. Return of Kings. Yeah. When I wrote on Return of Kings, like if you if you just say Aaron Clary, people are like, oh, that's that fucker that wrote an article saying he wasn't going to see Mad Max because it was feminist. Forget I predict housing bubbles or all the that that all goes away. But what's great is everyone tuning into my show, mm -hmm. you more like a congregation of the church. You know, you got your church. I got my church. Everyone's got their church. Everyone who's tuned into our, quote, sermons know who we are. And they know whatever the internet says about us is that's lies or there's other incentives and a narrative or a political agenda to push and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I don't think we're ever going to lose our, our core things. Now, do I have skeletons in the closet? Have I fucked up in the past? Of course. But, you know, you'd be like, yeah, but everyone's kind of done that. Uh, you know, like, yeah, yeah, they're human. I don't think, you know, as long as you're honest. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's I not like Catholic priest level oopsies. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> I think that's the only one you can't walk back from. Although we'll see. A bunch of Twitch streamers are getting that lately. So we'll see how they work out. How is that an oopsie? I, How do you I'm, stick your dick into a young boy and like, oops, that's not an oops. That's a like YouTube language filter. I call it struggle hugging for a very specific reason. So I'm calling it an oopsie for that same reason. <laughs> British well, not, understatement to save my ass online. <laughs> uh, we're not, we're not going to, uh, get this monetized anyway uh <laughs> adam smith von hayek for two bucks a gf from tinder pooped in my bed i lost attraction yeah that, yeah, that might do it that might do it yeah dude i had sailor friends though that they first date with a girl they pissed their bed because they were so drunk drunk right and actually it's weird how i know three of them and one of mm. them is married this a girl married the girl mm. the other two didn't so you got a 30 percent chance of shitting a guy's bed and still keeping <laughs> him around which i mean i'll take those odds 
Well, and there you go. There's something like, okay, how many of you pissed in a bed if you got too drunk? And most people, okay, yeah. And it's like, all right, is are you now forever dethroned? Da, da, da. See, one thing I would love to have happen, <laughs> just one thing I would love, like if I ever ran for office, right? And and uh they they find out and a girlfriend would come out of life. I found out Aaron Clary was looking at porn. I would immediately turn around and say, any guy who is looking at porn, don't vote for that guy. If you've ever looked at porn, vote for me. You know, like, bam, you got like the, you know, he who without sin cast the first stone. All right. All you non-sinners go vote for that asshole. All you sinners, you know, the sinner party right here. Just pull a Bill Clinton. Like I watched it, but I didn't inhale or whatever the equivalent would be. For no, porn, no, I fucking own it. I'd, I'd be like, fuck you. You know, Defi- like, define yeah. watch. So good, sir. Define watch. Define porn. It was on the screen. I was looking in the direction, but I was not watching it. I was not touching my junk at that time. Yeah. <laughs> but I was picturing my wife in my head. <laughs> uh, heavy Make the water. lie just so obvious that everybody's like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But see, it, I'm not the old agree and amplify, but I just fucking own it. It's because these fucking assholes want Mr. Perfect squeaky clean. And mm-hmm. and it's like you all know it's a lie. Every, even Obama, who is about as squeaky clean as a president, I'm sure he fucked up somewhere in the past. I'm sure. Frankly, I don't want to know about it because it's the man's private life. I don't know if he you know, did I, though. Wasn't that the big thing going around? Is that he was a simp? Like he only studied marks because he wanted to get the girls, tried uh, to be their so, friend, sneaky I, fucker game. Uh, that's his politics, though. I I mean, like okay, let's say Barack Obama. Oh, I see what you mean. Like some kind of scandal, like. Right when him Went and to Michelle Epstein Island or whatever. Okay, well now no that diddling <laughs> well, kids. We're past oopsies at you this see, point. You see, yeah, we're we're. I'm, Obama was drunk one time at a party, and he he had creepy hand on a girl one time, or he was out salsa dancing. You know, this oh, is so very like getting Kavanaugh or something. Yeah, getting Kavanaugh or something like that. You know, like like we're, this is very common salsa dancing. You know, guys, especially Latinos, would try and cop a feel on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. Let's say. One of those guys runs for office, and this girl remembers him from 2005. And uh, Jose caught my butt on a dance floor. The best thing for Jose to do is to pick up smoking cigarettes if he has it, light a cigarette, go on his channel, say, You're damn right I did. And I don't feel guilty about it. That would be the best fucking thing for him to do. Instead of the, Oh, well, you know, times were different and I was drunk. No, I was drunk. I wanted to pinch your ass, and I did. Go fuck yourself. That would be yeah. the best thing to do right there. Well, that's it, it takes balls to do that because you're essentially taking on the risk that that might backfire, which is why it doesn't. I, but but it it no, also no, here, I, like I'm yeah. agreeing. You're 100 percent right. Are you ever read Dalrock's work? Yeah, when he yeah didn't he retire? Okay. Yeah, he retired, but his stuff is still there. So I think one of his best articles is one called Threat Point, mm-hmm. and it kind of gets to the core of what you're talking about here. Where, and it was it was mostly about divorce and marriage, but it, you can see where the parallels are. The idea was. All these horrible divorce rape situations you hear about, right? They're absolutely horrible. But that's not the worst of it. It's that those situations are used to keep other guys in line. It has a cooling effect on guys who are willing to pursue their own selfish interest. Or in this case, like, to just own things, right? Because they're worried the girl will weaponize the divorce against them. And then the funny part of that, why it's a failing strategy, is because guys are afraid to push that boundary because they're afraid of that consequence. It makes it more likely for that consequence to happen. And I think that's just as true, like you said, for a guy who's running for office and gets like an oopsie Kavanaugh moment versus mm-hmm. a guy who just who just wants to tell his wife to shut up 
once in a while, you know, and not worry about losing his access to the kids. Right. Well, there, there's a consequence. And maybe you and I have the benefit of not having kids and being bachelors that, you know, we don't have a huge, we don't have that many other people to worry about in our lives. Um, but I, it, for me, it would be more of a, what, what would I say? Do you remember Victor pride? Why does the name sound so familiar? He, he, it, he had, um, he wrote a book. Um, he was in great shape. Ba, da, da. And then I ran into him in a place in the United States and won't say where because he wants to be kept left alone. Oh, the bold and determined guy. Okay, bold and yeah, determined. Yeah. Yes, Victor Pride. So met him, nice guy. And he dropped out of the whole thing and he's become very chilled and relaxed. And we were driving around one time because he was looking for property in a certain area of the country. And I said, well, why? He's like, I don't worry about things anymore. I said, are you worried about X, Y, and Z? He's like, I don't worry about things anymore. And he kept saying like, that is so awesome. He doesn't worry about things. And that's probably the main reason where I just like, yeah, fuck you. I sinned. Fuck off now. So I don't worry about it. Like, yeah. And you fucked up too. And I'm not going to go groveling and trying to explain. No, I did this thing and it was wrong or I was stupid. Now suck my fucking dick and leave me alone. And I'm not going to worry about it. That's basically the, so it ends. There's, there's um, closure and if you, you've you've taken all the oxygen out of their room for them. And like, what are you going to do now? And they're like, uh, uh, it's wrong. Yeah, I know. I just said that, you dumbass. You want me to go into your personal background? I bet you I could find something on you pretty bad, too. I mean, it just just weaponize it. Just, uh, just, yeah, just well, Vox Day, again, another guy. I don't agree with everything he says, but he had it bang on in his book, Social Justice Warriors Always Lie. Like, the purpose mm-hmm. of that is to shame you into recusing yourself. Like he was mm. talking about, I think Tim Hunt at the time. Remember him? Uh, scientists shouldn't be girls because they cry and they want to sleep with the professor or whatever. And then they basically <laughs> pulled his tenure. And he was just saying it as a joke, but whatever. But that's the point. They always throw that crap at him like a shaming thing. And the idea is, well, he's got to apologize and resign. Mm. And it's like one of the easiest strategies you learn. You have to learn. And he used perfect examples of when it worked. Like Stallone, Nelly got me too. They owned mm. it and whatever. No, I didn't. She's lying. They'll take her to court. Went away. That's why you don't hear about you know, Stallone losing all of his money, but you hear about Aziz Ansari because he tried too yeah. hard to get a blowjob now, lost his Netflix special. Yeah. But well, it's a feminine tool. They And the, what I mean by the feminine tool is that girls don't want to take the risk of making a decision. They want to just throw out all the information and then you make the decision. That's why all this shaming stuff was never about firing you. It's about getting you to feel ashamed and then quit because that's the noble thing to do. Right. And you're right. No. 100% right. And I think Victor's right too. It's just, and? Like, well, I wouldn't get passionate like you, but just, okay, and? What's the next steps? If you're fired, there's nothing you can do about it anyway. And if you're not fired, well, then, you know, fire me or get back to work. You're fucked either way. And, and another thing would also be pride. Where it's like, yeah. no, I stood up to that and I owed up to it. Now the world can go fuck it. I, I, and maybe it's just, you know. Uh, Why not even one step further? It's not your business. Hmm. No, because that's like, that's dodging it. I, I think you got to face some nose to nose. Like, okay, I, I know this isn't perfect, perfectly analogous, but I think it was the 67 war in Israel, the Israel-Arab uh, war. There were like three or four of them. I think this was the 67. Right. Anyway, um, so the Egyptians came over. They're going up the Sinai Peninsula, and they're making some inroads into Israel. Mm-hmm. And I forget if it was, I don't think it was Netanyahu, but it was one of their later premieres and he was in command. Sharon, uh, Sharon, um, 
what uh, what I forget his first name. Ilya it's Charles? not going to matter to me. It's not going to matter. All right. Speak of French, dude. <laughs> so he's on the Sinai Peninsula. The Egyptian army is making their way to uh, Israel. And he's like, I got a better idea. Let's go bomb Cairo. And so he races his army across to Cairo. And then the Egyptians are like, oh, crap. We're about to get to Tel Aviv or whatever town, first major town they're going to have. But now Cairo is threatened. And he's like, yeah, fuck you. We're going after your town. And so then they had to retreat and go back and try and defend Cairo. But it was something like, uh, we're about to lose. Well, the only thing we got now is to go take them out. I think it's kind of this post bad thing. Like, oh, you have to accept this happened. All right. What's the most, you know, the ballsy move we can make right now. This is the best move. I'm not going to go and apologize and go oh, try to get out of the Israel. No, like, no, we're going after your fucking town. There's got to be a level of irony to the Israeli army doing blitzkrieg and it working for their, for them. <laughs> There's something in there is poetic. I can't parse it myself. <laughs> uh, heavy water. Carl when I need him. <laughs> $10 man tramp style, 120 kill count and few dates. Uh, back before COVID, of course, bar pickups are a thing. Why are we speaking the four letter word date? I don't even buy them a drink. You miss super chats. All right. I'll have to, we'll have to do a miss super chat. Yeah. I say date with quotes just like that. When I say date, I do mean date. Yeah, it's true. Um, I'll have to do a, um, uh, miss super chats podcast later on. Uh, and we're coming into Christmas time where it's like, I think this may just be the only podcast I do this week. Oh, it's almost Christmas. I didn't know. Yeah. It's, oh, it's oh that explains the hat. Okay. Where have you been? You know it's late December. Just, Didn't I, you, aren't there lights up? Did it? Did you see some Christmas trees adorned? No, the CN Tower just always does the pride colors. That's what they do on every holiday, so I can't tell them apart anymore. But in the neighborhood or... No, trees are illegal because it gums up our elevators. <laughs> and they canceled Christmas in Canada. Haven't you heard? And they canceled, yeah, okay. People are, uh, speaking of like, you know, nice 1945 Austrian painter jokes, people are like hiding in their basements having an illegal family Christmas gathering now. <laughs> Is it illegal to have uh, gatherings in Canada? Or Yeah, they finally walked it, oh, I think at least in Quebec for sure, and I think Ontario is coming down the line, but they changed it that if you live alone, you're allowed to go to somebody's house. So they realized, okay, we at least don't want to have to be picking up bodies in three weeks from somebody who smells something in the room too wrong. But yeah. I'm so happy I'm moving to South Dakota. I'm not so gonna lie. I've never thought about being an expat until after this. Yeah. I and and by the way, if you guys are all thinking about coming to the United States, I'm also thinking about getting residency somewhere else as well. So it, it's uh is that uh Digi Nomad, two Canadian dollars. How will the three point two eight impact economics more ten ninety nine? I gotta remember which uh, three point two eight. What does that mean? Um, it's in my latest book on the book of numbers. I'm trying to remember this. And I don't have a copy of mine because shipping is so delayed here. Um, it's either the percent. That's not, that's not the percent of women who are marriageable. That's 2.7%. 3.28. Forgot what that is. 3.28% of men that meet women's expectations. I don't know. Did you know, man, you're going to have to, Email me the question. I'll answer it maybe on a separate video. But <clears throat> in general, I love that one, by the way, where girls talk about like their percentage, their shopping list and stuff. I think the best quote I heard on that was a guy, uh, Uncle Vaz. He was like an old red pilt guy, but he said, yeah, girls only like guys that are above six feet tall. Mm-hmm. But girls also like an intelligence test always fail spatial logic. So if she likes you, she'll think you're eight foot seven. <laughs> 
Well, anyway, no. Have, were you you were there on the seminar that I did, right? Did you yeah, did yeah. you watch it? Okay, yeah. I, I basically just turned the seminar into a book, but I updated the numbers and all that. And it's one of those statistics that I'd have to take a look. And, I like your it. cover, by the way. Did you design that yourself? Oh shit, no. Rolo did that. Do you know? I know. Oh, <laughs> just okay. gotta give him a plug. Hey, he's good. He has magic with his thumbnails. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's been a designer for like the. I stopped being a designer in like two thousand one. And he's been doing that ever since. So I'm like, he's me plus 30 years. So I look at it. I'm just like, Jesus. Yeah, he's well. And I and I paid a handsome penny for it because I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is worth it. Plus, here's another thing with Rolo. I knew he would get to me on time. <laughs> Whereas other artists would fucking still. Well, well, I can get it to you January 27th. You know, I like Rolo. Here's the money. Please take care of this. And, yeah. You know, Dude, it's us. everything. All right. It was. Yeah, the super chats. I'm cutting them off. Yeah. Scott Ludke, five bucks. The things that men used to do to prove to women they're worth dating or marrying have been replaced by government machines or monthly recurring services. Yeah, but did More you really worth. want to be the plow horse? Now yeah. that the government's the plow horse, that takes it off. So now you can just be fun. The fun guy. Yeah, people so are it's... acting like, ah, oh, I can't show off how I'm willing to work myself to death for a girl. What do I do now? I'm like, I don't know. Don't work yourself to death. <laughs> go have fun. Yeah, go <laughs> have fun. Be the guy who's exciting because, you know, every girl, what does he get a girl that has everything? I don't know, something that's not boring. Have you ever seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? I loved Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. The, the Is that the one that thing? was the, the, oh no, that's Roxanne I'm thinking of. But yeah, I've seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah, Michael him Kane and, uh, and Michael, Michael Caine, right. So he's he's the scene in the in the train cart where Steve Martin leans over to him. He says, you know, I say it's time for a change. I say let them take care of us for a while. We suffer from more heart attacks, more strokes, more prostate cancer. And it's it's short and comical, but it's brilliant. It's like, hey, you girls want to go and work? Fine, go. We'll we'll just play our video games and ha- it's not that hard to switch from Ward Cleaver to Perpetual Bachelor Man. It's yep. not that hard of a switch. All the boomers did it, dude. The sexual revolution gave them a whiff, a whiff of it, and they mm. abandoned trad life like that. <laughs> So don't tell me an entire generation of people gave it up at the first chance. And everybody here is like, I want that. I'm like, no, you don't. Because everybody else who had it gave it up instantly just for the chance, not even for a guarantee of a whiff, just the chance. I, I still, even though we know it's a data, my brain is still digesting at the frontal part of it anyway. <laughs> the idea of a 50% divorce rate, like, do you know how poorly that reflects on humanity? Like, just go fuck yourselves. Like, oh, that's why? not even the half of it though, man. But why are men even bothering with, I mean, this isn't like, uh, if I guess wrong, I lose my $2 on roulette. You are fucking up your life. I am going to make you so depressed. All right. Okay. All right. 50% Hang on. divorced, Hang. right? Of those 50% <clears throat> right. that are still together though, how many of those guys are in lives of quiet desperation in their man caves? Uh, quiet desperate, about 80%. Probably. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't actually make the 50% divorces sound bad. So at least those guys get another kick at the can. Hmm. It's those, it's the rest of them. So in in reality, if you're going to marry somebody, there's like an 80% chance that you're somehow going to end up unhappy. So why do you do it? And that was my thought. And the only answer I've ever gotten is because a girl won't give you a family unless you do. For most I guys. Will, I will further counter depress you. I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> that I last have 20%, those, three of them I have, are dead. <laughs> I have those numbers. I have those numbers in the book. I, I'm aware. Like when yeah. I went through the divorce, I'm like, it's 50-50, but I'm like... I know a bunch of people who are married and they're fucking miserable. And it, yep. it's like, you had to factor that in. No, I, I, but to think about, here's the most important decision you're ever going to make in your life. And there's huge consequences if you choose wrong. And there's like an 80% failure rate. 
And yet you guys keep throwing yourself up on that fucking beach of Omaha and get gunned down. Well, that's because you can't have a family without a girl. And they think that's what you require. And they don't realize like that 50% divorce rate. A lot Mm. of those have kids. So you can't say, well, you need to be married to have good kids because it's kind of outside of your control anyway. Just Mm. be the best guy you can and then things will happen. And for the most part, your single mom thing was kind of illuminating where you, you notice that single, like they always say single parent households are why all the problems happen. But you kind of pointed out, well, it's single moms because there's very few single dad households. And of those right. that are single dads, the guy has to be so damn good to get the kids that they're pretty much wonderful. Right. And, and they, so the issue is just, the issue is not about, it's just like you being in the kid's life is what it seems to be, the guy. Right. It, and I'm not saying kids don't need their mothers. They absolutely do need their mothers. But what handful yeah, study data to say what will happen without mom? Well, and, and there's some studies out there that show kids raised up under single dad households certainly do better than single mom houses. Now, whether those are statistically valid studies or bias, I don't know. The handful of ones that I've seen is indicating that is, I guess, the best use of the word. But I could tell you this single moms. Holy shit. Your kids might as well have fucking cancer. All right. Or, or, or I mean, it is it is well, cancer curable technically. So better well, off with cancer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but if you look at the data, and uh, Rich, uh, th- I wrote these two books, this one, How Not to Become a Millennial, and this one, Rich's new book. You wrote that uh, one too? How Not to Become a Millennial? No, no this one, one I you wrote. You said you wrote no, two this books is rich. showed Rich's. This is Rich. No, I'm just oh. saying these two different two different authors. You let it slip the- that you ghost read it. Oh. <laughs> no, I've been up. No, no, I've been honest about that. I'm fucking no. with you, man. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> the exact same data we pulled, he goes through the exact same list. I'm like, oh my God, this is the data that he pulled that I pulled for the other one. Is like, you're 75% more likely to go to jail, 75% more likely to commit suicide, 85% of the people in jail are or prison are with uh, from single mom households. It, it's fucking disastrous. Mm-hmm. And, and like a divorce rate of 50% or a happy successful marriage rate of, of 20%, technically 14.25%, the, the, shockingly bad situation single motherhood puts their children into and we don't do anything about it and we fucking celebrate them. Well, who's like, we? Well, not, not, I'm just talking no, I mean, about seriously the- though, who's we? Like when everybody says it, they always use this abstract term of like society, but like who really is we? Who's invested in those kids? The parents well, the- really, like society doesn't give a shit. Well, no, society- Because those kids don't vote. Right, I understand. Yeah. Uh, but and, and maybe this could just be the internet pulling up the ugly monsters we never saw before, but we're always there. Right. Uh, but I don't see any shaming happening. I don't see any start choosing men better or maybe get your fucking shit together or <clears throat> don't divorce a good. I don't see any of that happening. Oh, yeah. All I see, and admittedly, there's a bias in the media and partners incentive. It's cheerleading them. It's it's cheerleading. Right. And but then half the other chicks around them are cheerleading them because it reflects badly on them if they shame the single mom. So there's like there's enough of a, 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 a conglomerate of them that they can make their own little rhino circle to defend the inside of the tribe against, you know, shaming. Right. So to my eyes, it looks like society is certainly not shaming them mm-hmm. and they're cheering them on. That's that. That was my point. <clears throat> with yeah, the, I guess with the shaming, I mean, so what is it supposed to be? It's supposed to be a general deterrent. The idea is that a girl who hasn't done that yet sees all this shaming going on and doesn't want to make the choice for herself. Right. But there's no but, specific deterrence, though. That's the problem, too. Like, what specific right. deterrent is there? Marriage. There is like, none. There's incentive. You get more money. Yeah. 
you know, and you get praise. There's a count. All I'm saying is like the divorce rate is a shock. Like if you sit and think about like, this is, this is horrible. There's no other word. It's horrible. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, and, and single motherhood, what it does to children is horrible. And what only makes it more bizarro clown world is we celebrate it. It's like, well, why, why don't we just start celebrating diddling kids then? Why do we're fucking them over anyway? Let's celebrate diddling kids. I, I tried to call it an oopsie. I didn't want to go direct like that. I didn't want to get your channel removed. <laughs> Wait, that's a very Vosh take of you. <laughs> does that does that get a does that get a removed? I don't think that one works though because this guy is doing that. Well, but we're shaming. It's we agree here. It's bad. We're not Obviously. promoting. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, you know what? It's the internet. Yes, yes. Diddling kids is bad. It this is my official stance, signed from my attorney. <laughs> God, Jeez. that's one of uh, my two internet rules, by the way. No getting into specifics on the Austrian painter scene and no talking about diddling kids. God damn it. We've broken both. Well, it's my channel, thankfully. So. <laughs> uh, so ranks for 10 bucks. A guy named Ryan mentioned sounds like Kilgrave from Jessica Jones on Netflix. He'd control people with his mind and as a result couldn't forge meaningful relationships because he couldn't be sure they were real. Is he talking to us about narcissistic personality disorder? That's what it sounds like. A narcissist uh, treats everybody else as a set piece, and they have a yeah. Archetype. Like I don't, he, I don't he's know the what goofy is... friend. She's the one, the girl in the white heels, or the Bob's and Vagine. I'm sure you know that meme. Yeah, the hot blondes, but it's not like she could be an ugly girl, but in your mind, hot blonde is like the pinnacle of women. So yeah, this is my hot blonde, and meanwhile, everybody else looks over and is like, dude, she's horrid. What are you doing? I I don't know what what Zarank's question is, frankly. Uh, Adam yeah. Smith von Hayek, two bucks. Michael Savage is entertaining. Insults callers. Right. Here's another example of a personality. Gotta People don't tune into now. Michael's. Huh? Gotta look him up too. Oh, you'd love him. I mean, he's just, he's like an older, more pissed off Jewish version of me. Oh. Michael Savage, American radio host. I, I, People listen to the radio? Well, this, he's on the internet. This blows now. my mind. Yeah. He's, he's, you could download his podcast now. Okay. I just, Laughing Lord. Yeah. The radio. I just don't understand. Like, is your audience 80? Or is like the radio big and I just passed me by? He he's he's been on the radio for thirty years. Jesus, there's still radio, but they've made. I'm sure he has a podcast. You can download his MP3s. You oh, can do I see both. It here. He's got that our fight for America, the the downtrodden, plucky upstart conservative thing here. Oh, okay, yeah, I probably wouldn't like him, but I mean that's that's a whole other topic. Try try, try this. Don't mm. listen to what he says. Listen to how he says it. That would be probably if I enjoy him. That'd be how it happens. Right. Uh, laughing lark, 10 bucks. David Bowie's voice. Speaking of singing was liquid gold. Oh yeah. David Bowie. Dude, if legend wouldn't have been, or not legend. What's that movie he was in? Was it legend? It was, uh, like a Where he was fantasy the fiction. Uh, labyrinth. That's the one. Yeah. Labyrinth would have been half as good with him. Yeah. Uh, accounting bites, him. two bucks. Depends on what the definition of is, is Billy Clinton. You can see how old these super yeah. chats are. Hey, you guys joke, but I mean, it worked. He just got so confusing. People were like, ah, eh, fuck it. Let's just you know, on. Frank Caliendo. No. So look I'll... after this, go look him up on YouTube. He just has short little, he does impersonations oh, okay. and he's spot on. Like if you don't see him, you think it's John Madden. He does a great job. Oh, Madden. he's that guy from mad TV. Okay. I know. Him. <laughs> right. So he did a bill Clinton impersonation and he says, Bill Clinton, like, he was so good at lying. He could look at you and say, I am not here. And he's like, you guys would believe him. <laughs> I like that uh, one. 
Simon Laplace for 10 Hong Kong dollars. Cap, what do you think of doing a fake business? It's a fake business. Like, is, is he, he talking making... like uh, money laundering or is he talking like just rolling like a G? Like fake business. Uh, it depends. Like I've thought about setting up a fake business to employ people, quote unquote. So if HR Sally calls up, you say, oh, yeah, Bob's a great employee. You know, like to cover a, a gap in your resume oh. or or fake business like. Well, I'm not going to tell that idea. I'm going to save that. I got to, I'm going to give that to a buddy of mine, but, but that's not the business. The fake business has an ulterior motive. Um, But if you, if you're saying my business that I want to go into is fake, that doesn't make any sense. I I need to know what the fake business is for. Um, Adam Smith von Hayek, two bucks. Google should exist of 470 Illinois bars defying lockdown. So I got to Google Illinois bars are defying lockdown, I guess. I guess that's happening. Oh, okay. Well, good for them. <clears throat> yeah, there's a couple bars in the Twin Cities that defied the lockdown. I went to one of them. Had a drink. Wasn't that the rule about the law? Lo- like, the laws are only effective as their enforcement. And all these lockdown laws, they only work because most people are compliant with them. Right. Like and they just there's... on mass decided not to follow. They Nothing. Yeah. It's like a riot. Like, you know, there should be thousands of people arrested, but they're not going to go after them because they don't have the resources. Yeah. Uh, what was that joke, by the way, where they where they were like they were shutting down churches in the states, I guess, which is a big deal. And they said they were turning the church into a Black Lives Matter protest. So people were allowed to congregate in there. as normal. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it's it's like that. Yeah. Uh, Dizio, two bucks. It's worse. Eighty percent of divorce is initiated by women. Well, I think we, we kind of know that general statistic. Yeah, are we going to quibble about the numbers at this point? Like, no, half. <laughs> no. If, if you would do me a kind favor, uh, Ryan, read oh, yes. through my book and I'd love your opinion on it. Uh, but y- the numbers are shocking, even to old, pissed-off, cynical veteran like me. When I went through, I'm like, this is horrible. Well, here, this question is- first, then. Yeah. Enjoy the decline. Is it better or worse? I, it depends on what you like. Um, it's I like not your work. The- <laughs> if you like my work, you'll like this. Okay, here's it'll be a curveball for you, but it'll make sense. My book, Curse of the High IQ, was not about economics or finance or anything like that. It was a different angle. This is a different type of book. It's my writing, of course, but it's a different topic. It's an actuarial study. So I think you would have a personal intellectual interest in it because this is your industry and your business, and the numbers are very interesting. Uh, Um, So it'd be like, I like like reading Chomsky occasionally. So it'd be like that part of the, you'll like it, not the, I'll like it because it's a laugh riot, kind of like it. All right, I'll do it. I yeah, got to do it, Rich's first, though. Do Rich's first. Apparently, apparently, everyone likes Rich's books more than mine. Did I tell you I actually got people, uh, like, comment section and email, like, ha, ha, look, you're not selling as many as Rich Cooper. Like, I'm actually pissed off. I'm not the number one in dating. Like, yeah, I'm somehow upset that Richard is making money. As Rich would say, it's only losers that think that everything is a competition. Plus, it's like his opening week. That's when you always sell the most. Right, but he's he's no, he's stayed up there. He's still kicking yeah. ass after after a while. And I guess, I'm well, like brands wise though, he's bigger than I know. He's bigger than me. I don't know if he's bigger than he, you. He's Actually, bigger than me. He's like five times bigger than me. Well, that's to be expected. Like, Here's the other think? thing. Here's the other thing. Do I want Richard to do better than me? I'm interesting. Happy. Interesting philosophical question. If Richard does better than me, does that mean I'm doing worse? Oh, that's that old American saying where an American will give up a good deal if it means his neighbor gets a better one. That crab <laughs> yes, bucket mentality. It, what, cra- yeah. If, you know, if it comes at my expense, well, then I got to think about it. But I'm doing pretty good. 
Yeah. And Richard's sales does not have an effect on my sales. Nope. I hope to God Richard does better than me. I hope he gets the number one spot and makes billions of dollars. Because anything what does it... that works out better for you because you're underneath in that, guys who read this, also yeah, like this. I right, guarantee right. you, you're in that list. But this fucking like, uh, look who's beating you. I'm like, oh, you fucking lowbrow. Oh, get the fuck out of my... I mean, he's got to explain the guy the difference between zero sum games and those uh those uh win win games. I can't remember what the economic term is for it. You're smarter than me. You can say it's it. uh uh oh shit now it'll left game theory game theory yeah is what you're talking about. But I mean, there's um, an opportunity to teach. You can make a whole video on just exposing why this guy has a bad has a bad attitude towards it and a better one to have. Right. Right. Well, I'm I mean, not you're not paid. hurting for content, so do what you like. Maybe I'll steal it. <laughs> when, Send me that when, email. <laughs> Go ahead, put put together. You got the concept. Ryan you know, does and... economics caveman style. <laughs> it's like how I do evolutionary psychology, and I refer to like cave Chad and cave Stacy as my like studies. <laughs> I black. Yeah, cave Chad. It was in your book a couple times. Like yeah. cave Stacy. Um, <clears throat> Ao buy for ten euros. Girlfriend since one month asked me to rent a more expensive hotel room for New Year's. Out gone. Uh, so she and her three friends can visit, cook, and see fireworks. Granted, these four always celebrate together. I refuse what to do. Um, you did the right thing. Yeah, just say no and, and own it. You, you just say no and no, I'm not. No. And I would reconsider whether this, you should have a girlfriend. Well, like, see, I don't want to go that hardcore into it because girls will push boundaries because you let them. Girl will always act as shitty as you let her. So in this case, it might just be a case of a couple strategic no's and this stuff quashes it right away. Okay. But like I said, but trust your judgment. If you get a big temper tantrum over this that you don't love her enough, then yeah, I would definitely go with Aaron. But if she just like softens right up and realizes she can't push you around, then enjoy it. You did what they call is a, a sexual strategy and you were um, successful and it uh, is good. Yeah. And and this, my three friends on your dime, go fuck yourself. I, maybe I'm just more angry. Or maybe they're joining. Double check to see if it's not, she's offering them as, if, like, a, as like a new year's gift. Yeah. If this is like a, what would the math be? A, a not a septuple, a quintal sum? Quint, quint, what is it, quintuple? five? Five. Wait. Yeah, four plus Her one, four, five. five. Quintiple sum. Synctiple sum? Just call it an orgy. After three orgy, that's way too... <laughs> if you use that word, like the syntiple sum or whatever, it's probably going to kill your chances. Zarex, <laughs> yeah. uh, five bucks. It wasn't a question. Ryan mentioned the guy that killed women but had a girlfriend. I was thinking it was Mark Le Pen, but I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Here, I'll look that one up. Um, All right. I had it right on my thing here. Uh, do your thing. Talk I'll do my more. thing. Wisco Nomad for two bucks. Everyone these days is an alcoholic or loves dogs. I wonder if he's from Wisconsin. Wisconsin? Yeah, Wisconsin. Is that how you do the accent? No, I don't know how I do the accent. You all think I have this Fargo accent, which I, I don't. Aren't they I, from Minnesota? No, Fargo is North Dakota. North Dakota? Are you sure? I'd be like saying, it would literally be saying Calgary is part of Saskatchewan. It's the next. Prairie people. Yeah, prairie people, but but Fargo is not in Minnesota. And to be fair, I always consider you guys closer to like a Newfoundland accent. Yeah, that's more a kind of... You know. Well, I just mean that it's, un it's unintelligible. I'm like, I don't understand if you start going off. Uh... Uh, Wisconsin Nomad for five bucks again. The point of the vaccine is to weaken the immune system to keep us relying on health care, keep us on the plantation, have to keep taking to stay alive. I I don't know. Well, how I'm does not he that know conspiracy. that? I I get. I go into the conspiracy theory. There's a lot of uh, Anon or Al, not Alanon. QAnon. QAnon. Thank you. I get. I get a fair amount of that. I've literally had people like there are lizard people underneath Denver International Airport. Got it. Um, George Sedini. 
George Sedini. I come on. He was the guy. guy here. I'll put I'll put the article in the private chat here. So you How do you spell Sedini? S O D I N I. He was pre Elliot Roger, and I always enjoy that because you say that name and nobody knows who it is. Meanwhile, they're all worried about school shooters. I'm like, well, you can't remember one that's ten years ago. You only huh. remember Elliot Rogers, who's on the internet. Kind of has nobody a mangled remembers the van face. guy's name that uh, Alec Minasan. But it's a good one. It's nice. It's a nice psychological understanding of like what goes in the mind of a school shooter, and it hits a lot of the sphere topics. Um, yeah, for that. But didn't you guys like? There's top things online you can look up to see how this thing works, which is kind of scary, but not for like you know Illuminati ways, because you know how most viruses work, right? They just take an inert form of the virus. Your body sees it, learns to fight it off, builds its own antibodies. Right. Well, this one doesn't do that. It uh, it apparently replicates the receptors of the virus. And through some other process, and I'm not good enough at science to know, but supposedly it's supposed to be like the same type of thing. But to me, there's the part that's worrying me. I know medical, like my buddy's wife, she does the medical testing stuff. And it's like Mm -hmm. years for this kind of thing. So for a completely new vaccine that has a completely new mechanism of of effect Mm -hmm. to pass through in like six months, I'm like, there's no way you can tell me that corners weren't cut. Unless it was started years ago. But if that was the case, they would have said, oh, the government planned it five years ago just in case. They'd have been bragging about it. So I'm like, I'll, I'll be the noble person to let the old and infirmed get it first. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there <laughs> for the second. You're heroic. Guy. You're very selfless. Yeah. yeah I, do what you can to help the elderly, right? There, there's, there hasn't been enough human trials, let alone longitudinal long-term studies. Yeah, I'll take my uh, chances with the virus. Yeah. And I think I'm pretty sure I had it because I had this cold for like two and a half weeks. And, and yeah. you know, it was the cold. Uh, yeah, it was the same so, thing from January. Yeah. Just really uh, Simon, sick out of nowhere. Simon, oh, for 25 Hong Kong dollars, search Tim Dillon fake business. It's basically faking being an investor to troll real estate agents and Dubro entrepreneurs. It'll make you laugh. All right, I, I really don't have time for that today. I was going to say, what else do you got in your day? Dude, <laughs> I got. Well, your mom's still alive, right? Yeah, yeah. Does your mom not understand that the money and the condo and your cars just don't poof out of thin air that you have to work and she will load you up with Christmas type uh, chores for you to do? Oh, God, no. I am blessed in that sense that I kind of like I call her so little that when I call her, she's so happy for that attention. She would dare ruin that by giving me things to do. (laughs) Plus, she's got like five of us, right? So. Oh, she can well, spread that's not, it all out. Yeah, and my one sister is a bit of a dud, so she kind of gets to unload on him. Okay. Or unload well, I, on her. My mom, because they're motherly, you know, like, th- they think because I don't go to a nine-to-five job, I have all the time in the world that I'm just sitting here jerking off to porn. And, oh, that's and, and my old playing. lady there. Right. You're just <clears> playing <throat> video games. I'm like... <laughs> so they're they're getting thankfully they're getting all this stuff out of their house right they're trying to mm-hmm. clean out declutter and they never really were cluttered to begin with i'm actually quite proud of my parents for doing this God, but they're, they're she, she says okay well uh the the uh, antique person who values our furniture said that he could come in here and pick it up and he'd give us 300 bucks but if we can drive it 100 miles south of us to where he is uh, he can pay us $400. Do you want to drive three hours to our place, Aaron, to drive another hour further away to drive four hours back so that we can save $400 because you got a truck? We'll save $100. I'm sorry, $100. Yeah, I said, Mom. Dollar per me? mile. It's a pretty good rate. Literally said the Tom Cruise line from Tropic Thunder. I'm, Mom, I am incredibly fucking busy right now. <laughs> 
I do not have time to do this. Oh, okay. And lover and their moms, but it's like, come on, can you just think? I'm going to drag my son across two states, have him drive further into the second one, and then haul just just to save a hundred bucks. Yeah. Did you get hit in the head, woman? What the hell is wrong with you? Why would you call me with this stuff? Call me back uh, with some nice things. It's just what day is my birthday? You got three seconds. All right. I gotta hey, go. I know. Here's another thing because I'm in the city. Yeah. Can you go and pick up? No, no, I can't. I'm not going to go and pick you up this special ketchup sauce that you saw over at the high-end grocer. No, I'm not. I order it on the internet, have it mailed to your place. Yeah, just have the old mom. I'm a 30-year-old man. I can't be doing this stuff. Don't you have like I have two baby sisters. Can you harass them? She's like, okay, I will. Do you Jai... have little sisters? That's the that's what you need. No, all, all my siblings are very tightly. We're all old now. So Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I, I wish I had a kid sister because it'd be kind of cool to pick on. Kind of had one for a while. wasn't wasn't really We weren't related, but there was like this little five year old snot. It was awesome. Just oh. you know, kind of pay, yeah. <clears throat> to would take everything seriously. Like if I pick on her, she thought I was being serious. Like oh yeah, well you're a poopy. It's just oh, you could play him like a fiddle. It was great. Yeah. Uh, hey Ryan, is it Hi. worth joining the Canadian uh, Air Force? Air Force. Okay, I passed the test for DEO and NWO. I know Cappy recommends joining, but wanted your opinion too. Two years ago, I would have said yes, but I don't know. I've been talking to my buddy who's still in there. So there's mm. this thing called sharp training, which is like don't harass your coworkers kind of thing. Great course. And he was telling me that they just started adopting a uh, microaggression course in the military for the Canadians. So <sighs> macroaggression is cool because it is the military, just not microaggressions. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, what in the hell happened? And I remembered when I was leaving, they were trying to get more minorities and women to join. So they're essentially like really pushing this stuff forward. They used to call it quality of life. In other words, you know, we'll, hit, we'll leave the beer machine open, which was great. And now it's kind of escalated into this. The fitness tests have changed. Um, not for the better. Like women basically have to walk a couple minutes and they can get exempt on their express test and that. And there's a lot of this kind of training. Plus the fact that under a liberal government, you're always going to find cuts to military spending for equipment. So that's why Canadians get the big reputation as being like the best mechanics. It's because they don't repair our equipment. We have to fix it ourselves with like duct tape or whatever. Oh, I see. Okay. So if you do join and with the new terms, it used to be a three-year basic engagement. Now it's like five. So I'm trying to remember what a DEO and NWO is. Maybe it's a box plugger. If you get in, just do the BE. Just do the five-year BE and have a plan to get out that moment. Because that first five years is going to be nice. After that five years is when you start running into bullshit. But it's like, it's a literal minefield right now. And that's the part that worries me. Because the whole point of joining the military was like, work hard, play hard. I get to travel, see the world, do a lot of work, fire some guns. That sounds great. Work your ass off. But now it's kind of like, Instead of work hard, play hard, it's kind of work hard and sit down and shut up. Like they remove the beer machine from the ship, which I know sounds like a small thing, but it's like the only thing you have sometimes is I can sit down and have a beer with my buddies on my 12 hour shifts and no weekends for three months. And that's just kind of like systemic of what's happening. Plus, um, do you know who the Halifax Five are, Aaron? I know Halifax. I don't know whether a terrorist group or something. No, or... no. It was a bunch of brand new QL3 tradesmen, which was what you would be after your first year doing basic. And they had gone to out in Canada Day. They had the old uh, Canadian ensign, which is what we had before the Maple Leaf. And then I guess they walked up to an anti-Canada parade 
with this like mama grizzly bears like some fake tribal leader thing wearing uh those polo shirts that the proud boys were doing and there's just okay. i get it they're just kids like stupid stuff and they're like hey chicks bitching about canada on canada date not the most tactful and they're like hey do you have a medical card because yeah it's like all right so i guess you don't hate canada that much anyways they ended up on the news they got charged arrested kicked out of the forces it never used to be that right. like guys you could screw up and the unit would have your back like they'd punish you they'd have probably gotten some birds maybe sent some time in uh club ed whatever but they still have a job at the end of it and now they're just like, why would you join the military when you can't trust that your command team has got your back as long as you give them 100%? Without that what? trust, it's just it's just like any other job. And at that point, you can get paid a lot better doing anything else. So if you do I, do it, have a plan immediately when you get out. Like, get your airtime in so you can work on a commercial airliner. Um, get your sea time in so you can work for the ferries. But don't take it for any kind of, like, queen and country shit because that shit is dead. And I'm telling you this with no love, no... With uh, no, it's, it doesn't make me proud to say it. I, I guess. I mean, hell, I, I got the fucking medals behind me, so it's not like I don't enjoy that time. But it's not, it's not there. Well, and I think this is happening to a lot of institutions where they're no longer to be tenable or functional, uh, yeah. because there are so many uh, uh, eggshells now that you have to walk around. And there, it's not. I predict the day is going to come. <clears throat> and I've, I've talked about this, especially with corporate America, where you. Okay, fine. You go get your training at, at, at some company with a big name, a Fortune 500 company, or mm -hmm. you go work at Toronto, you, you impress your, but then you get the F out because it is going to be a mental nightmare. Like, oops, I, I said this thing that upsets the chic community within the, and you know what? The, the chics could probably find it funny as hell. The Indians might find it funny as hell, but there's a Karen in there somewhere who's going to be offended on their behalf. And it, you can't function like that. You just can't. And yeah. so I'm, I, I'm thinking like with the military, it's, they're not even selling a for-profit product. I mean, nope. that's it. It's the military. You're there and you're stuck with them. Uh, but if you're, you know, colleges go online, don't work for a major corporate because you're going to be stuck with all these like, oh, I got to worry about Amy and Tina's family. Like and you can't do it. And especially some masculine like the military, half the fucking thing is being able to bust each other's balls and pick on each other. Yeah, and just, now you're gonna just hope you have like an all male shack, or that's really the only time I've seen it work really well. And even then, at my end, I kind of saw it coming. Mm. Well, there you go. Uh, Wisconsin nomad for two bucks. Be a moth man. Pursue excellence. Don't chase women. What's a moth man? I, I don't know. But is that like just... from uh, Watchmen? Didn't he get shot in an elevator? Maybe. Oh no, he was the crazy one. You don't know. How do you not know comics? I thought you were a big nerd. I know. I know. I know the Watchmen. Yeah, I saw the movie. Yeah. Uh, oh. Mothman was the one that they were dragging into the loony bin right at the opening credits. Oh, but that's almost 20 years old, that movie. Or at least 15. Yeah, but aren't you older than me? <clears throat> Which means I should have a poorer memory than you. Yes, all right, so this enough, all makes enough. sense. Maybe I'll I mean, talk I'm, about spaghetti westerns. I bet you can memorize that. Well, that's because I, re I watch them regularly. They're great. They're great. Yeah, good, I love bad, and the ugly. Finally back up on Netflix. I was like, nice. Oh, that's... Uh... You ever see uh, Duck You Sucker? No, I've seen I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you, sucker, but I've never seen Duck no. You, sucker. Get Duck You, sucker. It also goes by the name of Fistful of Dynamite. That's a great one, too, but Is very rarely like a, sa a satire of these things? <laughs> no, no. It's a very serious. Uh, I would say it's probably my second favorite oh, uh, behind the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, so, oh, okay. I see this one. Oh, it's got Buddy from uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in the West, I think. Or is that him? Rod Steger and uh, James Coburn. That's it, James Colburn. Oh, from Hudson Hawk. That's why I remember him. Yep. That'll be a good one because I like the one with Charles Bronson there. 
Well, that that was name. Once Upon a Time in the West, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was Once Upon a Time in the West. Yeah. Just from that one line, I got hooked. It's like, ah, Which one? We're one more short. He's like, too, you got too, too many. Too many. <laughs> yes, yes. You know what's great about the opening on that thing is that windmill making that noise. <laughs> oh, yeah, just <laughs> annoying enough to kind of set the tension. Yeah, and then the trade. Oh, no, that's like, man, I think I'm going to go watch. I'll probably go watch that later on today after I couldn't do that in a movie. Movies. Remember at the end where Buddy just slaps the girl in the ass after he told her like 10 minutes ago? It's like, hey, just let him slap you on the ass and pretend nothing happened. And then oh, as he's going to go die, he just bam, big wink and a smile walks off. Was that the Once Upon a Time in the West? Yeah, right at the end. So at the end where Bronson kills the dude that he wanted to kill, and then he goes Henry Fauna, right? Right, right. And then I can't remember who the other main protagonist was, but he wanted to ride off too because he had like he got uh, a gunshot and he was gonna die but he didn't want to die in front of the girl in the camp and that so he just kind of rode off with bronson and then died off oh, God, but he tells the girl me. at the end when she's like what should i do now that i'm running this big uh train station thing and he goes well just walk out there bring the guys some water and if one of them pats you on the ass pretend like nothing happened and then at the end when he leaves he gives her a pat on the ass and then <laughs> smiles and leaves and she just pretended nothing happened it was yeah, it's just okay i'll things. have to watch it. it it's been a while you know that. that's a long one though you gotta have it's yeah. like watching the Lord of the Rings. You got to be kind of committed to do that. Yeah, but there's some of the movies are good to do that on though. And I think a lot of people, especially millennials and younger, could do with like three hours of singular focus. Yeah, they they certainly could. They certainly could. But I I hey, I've already tried. I've done my part to help the millennials. All right, and oh, yeah. uh, I'm I'm done. I'm done. I uh, I have Didn't moved help me on at all. The... My God damn it! You don't need it. I am a millennial. I'm like I'm like the the patriarch millennial. I was like first year millennials. Yeah, so but I have you, like enough Gen X in me that I'm still social. Yeah, you got a job and you're employed, and you know you, I, you don't. I, need I know a, what to play. I know how to play with rocks and sticks. Right. Yeah. You could create weapons out of cardboard. <laughs> uh, Andrew S. Two bucks. How do I get the girls? You be nice. You do what your mother tells you. Just and, be yourself. Uh, just be yourself, and someday the right girl will come along. Got to be patient and accept her how she is. Don't worry if she's got a couple extra pounds, a bad attitude, some debt, or uh, what else do bad chicks have? Tattoos or feminist ideology. Feminist ideology. Um, Another man's kid. Colored hair. Um, Piercings in their nose. Jeez, is there anything girls can do that makes them good at this point other than wear an apron? <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it's not that hard. Don't have debt. Don't have another man's kid. Don't be fat. I mean, mm -hmm. and you're in... A, a, a top five percent immediately um, see i keep my list super simple just is she invested if a girl if a girl has if you meet her with 20 extra pounds and she likes you enough to start losing weight i'd say yeah. that's worth more than finding a skinny one at the start right there's always a well, chance in 10 years she'll let herself go but i like that just is she invested right i think all well, the rest I, of the stuff you can work out i'm just saying from an academic standpoint if you read through my book you'll you'll see like oh my god and it's just I, i'm not even going oh yeah it's pretty sad. I guess at this point, it sounds like I'm simping, so I'm I'm on your side. Leave it it's there. not like you're simping. No, I, I just just Dude, be I had prepared. A girl on my podcast last week, and everybody's <laughs> calling me a simp now. I'm like, Jesus Christ, boys! Uh, it's like you guys keep asking about how I run game on girls. I just had a two hour conversation with a girl that flowed that I've never talked to before, and you're bitching uh, at me. Like, what else do you want? I I keep it's. You know how you guys get the girls. Go follow what Rich Cooper says and do the work. There, that's how you get the girls. That's that's it. I mean, I, I don't know how many times I got it. This is why I won't answer that question when I'll get some fucking nerd. How do I get the girls? Like, well, stop being a fucking nerd and hit the gym. And they never want to do it. They never want to do it. It's like, okay, they did fuck off. Yeah. 
Uh, Jai Yadav for seven Canadian dollars. I wanted to join to escape the leftist BS, but red flags when I saw obese chicks joining. Other options become an actuary can make a hundred thousand in less than two years. I'd I'd do the actuary thing. Yeah, I would too. Um, and if you're if you have to do Air Force, I would just go for an AVN tech, the auto, uh, Air v- Aviation Mechanics, because hmm. those guys they can't keep them in. The airlines will swoop you up in a heartbeat if you had to join. Yeah. All right, those cool. Tend to I be think- the best. I think we're all caught up. Uh, hey, why don't you plug your shit? Because I want to go hit the gym and do things. Eh, it's fine. Right now, to be honest, I'm doing like the, the Christmas advent calendar. It's like how to make yourself the shittest, simple, best Christmas dinner. Like a okay. spatchcock turkey, best dressing ever, cheese sauce, gravy, bechamel. And it's literally the most you can do with raw ingredients and salt and pepper. Like there's no nothing fancy, nothing expensive, nothing exotic, and you can't fuck it up. And nobody watches them, but that's fine. Anyways, I got uh, sweet potato pie and hot toddies coming up next. And this is on your channel? Yeah, this is on my channel. Oh, okay. Because people would just start looking outside like Ryan Stone's going to show up. So where do people find your channel? Oh, you want like the link link. All right. So like just... the links and people, because I, I know most of my audience probably know who you are and they can Google search you, but I mean, tell them. And... Well, yeah, you just go to Google or YouTube.com slash C slash Ryan Stone, all one word. Mm-hmm. That's the one. I'd put the link, but the thing, but StreamYard doesn't give me the ability to chat to you. So guys, that's fine. That's fine. They they can. Have you done anything else? Well, I mean, the audiobook. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, I got to get into marketing mode. Hold on a second. Let me pull in my inner MLD John. Hey, oh, guys, no, 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 no. <laughs> no uh, the audiobook for Fuck Files finally out. That was a labor of love, and key point being the labor. It took forever to get through the process, but now it's out. Hopefully, enjoy it on Christmas. If you're the kind of guy who's an avid reader but doesn't have the time to skim through a book you can listen to it it's a six and a half hour read it's not the longest but it's definitely a lot of fun that's out on amazon and audible and itunes and wherever else they put that thing Um, let's let's, hang on hang on you do need help with marketing can you do this right now yeah okay god almighty it's canadians (laughs) so for the guys who are at rule zero live you should have your special edition cover with art by Garan. Wait, is that a new cover for the fuck files? That's this is a limited edition. There's only 15 of these around. And that was for the guys who that went the... to the Rule Zero Live. Oh, I gave it to who... all the guys who supported oh. me on that. So who did the artwork like a for that? Collector's edition. And then you got your standard one. Oh, okay. I just got the crappy standard one. Jeez. Well, did, yeah. I guess, yeah, I could technically. Actually, I do have I have three left. So I could probably send one to you. Oh, that's all right. It. Save it for a fan. You know, well, I, no, I, I mean, I, I think I am saving it for a fan there. <laughs> True, true. <laughs> no, but for uh, but sure. Yeah, At have, this point, sh- I got to get it down to like just two on the bookshelf anyway, so. Well, here, but you should always have, like, here, what I can, now, of course, I'm promoting Rich's book because I like, I do enjoy yours. That's why it's here. But look, I have all my books right here. Boom. So if I want to like, hey, and this is brought to you by How Not to Become a Millennial, Reconnaissance. Yeah. Well, man, see, uh, I used to have them, but that's the thing. My oh. girl had to borrow the office for her Christmas party. So she's yeah. like, I can't have fuck files and a picture of you with some random chick in the background <laughs> while i'm having a christmas party with my co-worker so i had to put them away i'll have okay. them back out but yeah All that's right. the big ones and then uh next year is actually where the big stuff's coming and i'm getting back to the sidebar series basically as close as you can take the red pill to like a college level education mm-hmm. all this stuff we talk about all the wisdom it's basically all the nuts and bolts of how we got there because it's not just assholes coming up with things on the internet there actually is some pretty good rigor behind it all so mm. that's going to be a lot of fun that's where i'm really going to be pushing it but it's going to be so much content you won't be able to keep up okay cool is that not, are you going to do that through teachable or is that going to be book form nope that's yeah, youtube giving it away for free 
All right. Well, you're a very kind man. And by the way, for me, for all you guys who are going to pig out the next two weeks and drink and all that, on the second, I will be opening up my minimalism class on Teachable. Uh, and it will be from the second to the sixth. It'll close on the sixth. You get to log in. I know several people were interested in that. So when you feel like a debauched piece of shit for eating and drinking and pissing away all your money and you want your New Year's resolution, you want to take it seriously, it is $500 because I am not fucking around. And neither will you be if you put in that money. Uh, it will be open on the second. If you want, you can sign up for the school. You don't buy the course. You just sign up for the school. Then I get an email, and then I can announce. I'll email you when that uh, when that class is going to open. Uh, you want to look for the Clary School of Economic Philosophy on Teachable. You can sign up for that. I'll update everybody. I'll announce it when it's coming out. But for those of you who are already looking for a New Year's resolution, how about you stop pissing away money you don't have and actually save for retirement or maybe even buy a house? And that's it. Um, <clears throat> will you take us out appropriately, Ryan? I don't know what the appropriate You got to say toodles. Is. That's it. Oh, toodaloo, boys. Toodles. Cheers.